Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. <laughs> what about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get the pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We, we, in the, we in the thick. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm going to be screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock here with you. Man, starting to feel like football season. We got a great football show for you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM. Dot com and make sure you are watching the program on Facebook Live and on YouTube. It's there whenever you need it on uh, Pirate Radio TV on YouTube and on Facebook Live. You can watch this show, The Brian Bailey Show. Got some great pictures and video from ECU Fall Camp. So make sure you are following us on all of our social media accounts, especially during football season. It is information overload. We got it all for you here at Pirate Radio. All right, we will open up the Delcor Players Lounge on this Monday. Coming up in just a little bit, you'll hear from East Carolina quarterback Holden Aylers. Also in the 4 o'clock hour, Xavier Smith and Rajay Harris. And coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, Miles Berry and Keaton Mitchell. So we've got all those interviews coming your way. We'll also hear Mike Houston's comments from Saturday's practice as he caught us up to date on what's going on at ECU Fall Camp. And we will go out live to the Pirate Radio Live line at 4 o'clock and talk to East Carolina color analyst and former Pirate Kevin Monroe. He'll join us today. First time we've talked to him uh, this football season to get you ready for the 2022 ECU campaign. So all that and a whole lot more on the way. Shirley Rhodes is here. CJ Schaefer is here. And Troy D is to my left on this busy, busy Monday. Hello, Troy. Sounds like a great show clip, as always. Uh, doing well? Hope you are. We have put in... You just said hello. I was expecting you. Uh, how are you doing? I'll ask you later. You just I, said hello. I so did. I say hello to you. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for asking. How are you? Thought you'd never ask, Clip. Feel refreshed, actually, on a Monday. Good to hear. Yeah, Good to hear. Kind of got, got got a little relaxation in this weekend, a little work in this weekend. But uh, I am ready to roll, man. I am getting... I'm getting out of a little bit out of summer mode. Good. I've still got one foot in summer, and I've got one foot into football season. So I'm straddling the fence right now. I think that's the way to one be. One foot for football, one foot for summer. Like three weeks ago, you declared summer over, and I thought that was a little premature. It was. I'm sorry. I think instead of going cold turkey, do it the way you're doing. Yeah. Ease out of it a little bit. Yeah. Bring in the good things you like about fall. Yeah. And still enjoy the latter part of summer. I really enjoyed the uh, media day today for the high school guys over at Parker's. Park. What did you enjoy about it? Well, the family style it's fantastic because you didn't do any interviews well i i had the pros there what do i need to do the interviews when when i've got my best people on it so what were you doing there i was there meeting and greeting and talking to everybody and <laughs> making sure everything was going good overseeing kind of like a dot road crew you making, again supervising why can't you just say you were there for the free meal clip i was there for the companionship the camaraderie hold on the, no yeah, you and said i did get to meet a couple of the coaches you know that might i don't or talk to that i don't get to see on a regular basis care to talk about who you met don't worry about it okay you brought it up <laughs> <laughs> you what did you supervise exactly 
I'm just curious. I, I like the uh, the whole operation. Yeah, just making sure our guys were there. You were there. Did a great job. You okay? Uh, you were there to make with sure some of the we other were media there. guys I hadn't talked to in a while. All right, good deal. Yeah. No, it was fun. Can I not go to that stuff? Absolutely, you can. Okay. I just don't want you to pretend that you were working. All right. Well, if I go and work, then I then there would be no need for you to be there. And I know you like going there, so I don't want to say, well, don't show up, Clip. I got this. Right. I had to leave early. So why don't you so, just let me handle it? I, I did let you handle it. Did I get in the way of, of you working? Absolutely not. You okay. weren't there when we started working. So you were way out of the way. <laughs> you were totally out. Anyway, no. I enjoyed talking to the coaches. I enjoyed the Parkers. It was good. It was good to see them. And uh, some of the administrators that were there, and the lunch was excellent. Who, who was picked first, Troy D? I uh, believe Newburn was picked the first. Bears. Memory. Yeah. Not all Bears are bad at football. The no. Newburn Bears are really Look good out, at football. Look out, man. Bears, the Chicago Bears under new management. I know. But so we'll see. But New Newburn's a team to beat, evidently. And, yeah, it was like a 1A, 1B, 1C situation with Havelock with J.H. Rose. D.H. Conley picked down in the standings, but I think it says more about who's in that league than, yeah. than Conley themselves. It's a tough league. Tough league. How about this, Troy D? A couple of uh, things you need to know. We are one – we have one more Friday with no high school football. I know. It's hard to believe. One more. It's, we have two more Saturdays with no college football. Yeah. That's that's hard to believe. I haven't done the math on the NFL yet. How about this? How about two high school games, at least in Pitt County? Well, I guess everywhere, before school even starts. Yeah. Two high school games before school starts. It's incredible. Yeah. They are like the ECU players right now. Not worried about school, right. not it's worried about football. quizzes, tests. Yeah, it's, it's football time, baby. It's like an NFL player for these high schoolers. And, man, they are uh, excited that it is back to some sense of normalcy as well. Yeah. Because uh, it's nice not to have to have every conversation be surrounded about COVID. Sure. Yeah. I mean, really, and we hardly even talk about it, which is great. I don't want to talk about it. Like, I'm sick of it. So I'm glad that this we're just moving on. Yep. You know? Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, enjoyed that earlier today, talking to uh, to those coaches. We'll pass along some of those interviews. You can check them out on our social media. Already have the one up with Nate Connor from D.H. Conley. And Brian Bailey will be uh, here tomorrow with the Brian Bailey Show. He's got uh, all the, co- the high school football coaches coming on his show. He also locked down a guest while we were eating lunch today, Troy. And should I promote that, or do we should we wait for Brian Bailey? No, I mean, that. we're in the promotion business, right. and if you talk about it now, someone may tune in that might not have otherwise. So we need to go and get it out there. I think so. Uh, Skip Holtz. Yeah. Gonna I heard him talk him about next it. Monday. Yeah, I was going to say, I, wasn't, I, I heard well, you guys were sitting at the table next to me, which was kind of close, but not attached. Troy was so at was the J.H. Rose table. <laughs> <laughs> was, my friends from Conley were right behind me. And then I was at a shared table, and a couple of the guys, you know, Marvin Jarman was next to me. Yeah. Got to look after my man. Clay Medlin. Clay Medlin was there. I will say Alan Wooden from Havelock was yeah, also at Yeah, he was there. That was, I just met him. I don't think I'd met him before. Nice guy. He is. I uh, Very complimentary of you. Party with him back in the day. Oh, is that how he knows yeah, you? I've known Alan. Oh, I wish I would have known that earlier. I'm glad you did. I would have got some good clip Brock stories over lunch. Damn. Now you give me this information. Something to look forward to now next Now i got to wait till next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, you know, sitting with the the rose guys it was great to see uh the conley folks and uh nate's had a good summer he's excited to get things underway and conley football returns here on pirate radio one week from friday excited about that sound the horn uh that's gonna be good stuff talk, talk, uh, alan vick was there yeah voice of the vikings mm-hmm. back this season so uh yeah great day also uh, a lot of ecu football talk to, to to talk about today troy d saw a note from steven igo that uh, ecu ticket sales had surpassed fifteen thousand. yeah they were knocking on the door. First, uh, the highest it's been since 2017, yeah. I believe I read. 
That's a good sign. I would say that's a great sign. Yeah. Uh, and that was the goal. We I talked to you know I did the podcast with John Gilbert. Mm-hmm. I don't know a week or two ago. I guess time keeps flying. But and uh, that's what he had hoped to get to. And so mission accomplished. I, now they have to raise the goal up. They Let's keep going. That, yeah. Now can they get to sixteen? Because now it's all hey look that's fantastic especially where this program's been. Let's keep rolling. If we're going to do it. This is a good year to do it. Yeah, a lot of signs that kind of old po- pirate football not completely back, but on its way of being back and mike houston has slowly built that back as he said he would remember troy the the first comments he made about the you know that stadium's gonna be rocking i don't know when 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 it is yeah sure i don't know if you have that we're starting to get to the win but yeah um and that win could be september 3rd because i do think the stadium will be rocking and if east carolina can pull off the upset that day then i will say his vision will have come to full reality at that point now there'll still be work to do yeah um but if that can happen i don't want to say mission accomplished because once again that's only one game and you go to lose the rest of your games it diminishes that but it would have fulfilled his vision of what he said we have a coaches poll troy d i heard uh Alabama pick number one. Shocker. Shocking there. Yeah. Followed by the, you know, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, whatever. It's the uh, usual suspects, as I like to say. It is. Uh, yeah. number, Any surprises in this thing? Well, let's get to NC State. Number 13 in the country, North Carolina State. Yeah. I thought they had a chance to potentially break the top 10, but that's pretty close. You know. Other teams on ECU's schedule that you find on the top 25, Cincinnati comes in number 22. Houston, number 25. BYU, just out of the top 25, receiving votes. So uh, a a long list there of pirate opponents, Troy Mm -hmm. D, getting respect this year. Absolutely. So, I mean, look, the schedule's not easy. You know, there's a couple lesser games on there, but it is not an easy schedule, I don't think. And it is uh, really tough on the back end of the 2022 slate for East Carolina. But the Wolfpack coming in 13th they're going to have a number beside their name when they come into greenville north carolina i like that i think that's a good thing also as we mentioned before a lot of national attention to this by default because it is the first game that saturday coming out of college game day on espn at noon on the mothership station so uh not espn 2 not espn u or espn news but the main channel at noon the first college football game of that saturday labor day weekend that's a coming out of college game day. I think that's a huge time slot. That's the game. Every will be on every bar in the country. You know, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You can pick up ESPN. You may not get the other channels, but everybody can get ESPN. So uh, I, I think you know the the downside is I know a lot of people aren't happy about their early kickoff time. The upside is, man, it's a lot of exposure if East Carolina can play well and and win what a great it'll end up being a great time slot and it's ecu nc state in greenville we honestly don't know how many more times that's going to happen so if yeah. that's important to you you know you know be it's there. important to me don't worry about the noon don't worry about the heat no don't, you know i don't be care. there i'm training for this clip you have this. I for real i've got like i'm now i'm like the sense of urgency i've got three weeks I'm trying to pick up my speed my intensity my endurance like, I feel like I'm in preseason camp with these guys. Do you worry that the uh, – because it sounds like you're still working, which is a good thing. Do you worry that the regional and super regional was too far long ago that now maybe you've lost some of that conditioning? You know, that that was a great – I, I want to say – I don't want to say dress rehearsal because that might have been harder than just a NC State weekend. But in many ways, that's the best – knowing that I was able to do it 
for a regional and then super regional back-to-back is very similar to what we will have with the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party brought to you by Bud Light September 1st at the State Theater. Tickets are going fast, by the way. Uh, I do project we will sell this thing out uh, before the event. So I would not wait to the day of or even the week of if i were you if you've been on this they're only 10 bucks breakfast club is playing the clydesdales will be there anyway i got sidetracked Uh, a question about the tickets real quick yes when you purchase your tickets online Mm -hmm. do you receive something to print those out uh you get a notification and you can have it on your phone like one of those scan things or i do think you get there's a print at home feature i believe just curious about that yeah all right it's one or it's, it's both if you want it okay uh but it's once that ticket's scanned the ticket's no good you know it's not like you can print a hundred of them out whoever yeah. uses it first but usually it's made to kind of keep on your phone all right but you can't i think you can there's a print at home feature if i don't keep, if i'm not mistaken enough. all right uh so that's going to be a big event thursday night to kick the weekend off then we've got free boot friday that friday night right here in front of the pirate radio studios um there i don't even want to say who it is because i don't think it's gone public yet but a major recording artist has just been booked for free boot friday a major well okay let me let me that you would be familiar with okay okay? Uh, a brand name let me say Hmm. not someone from local here that not there's anything wrong with local guy but you know saying not the usual suspects this is they're bringing in someone from out of town that you would be familiar with all right so that is going to be a big event i I almost said it but i don't think we've bob seeker i don't know (laughs) 100 percent if all the I, I want i think all the contracts have been signed but i don't well, wanna, i don't want i don't want to overstep my bounds and i want them to be you know uptown greenville folks to be able to announce remember that time they were going to do the what? concert at daddy ficklin stadium and it got like canceled like pretty late close to it yeah it was like a country music thing yeah that's right yeah, yeah. so that was forget the, who it was blake shelton yeah blake yeah. shelton was coming that's right and then he canceled yeah and people were really upset about it yeah and blake issued like an apology because it wasn't his fault it was like the promotion company that canceled it or whatever yeah anyway all right well this this will be a big deal i think but anyway free boot friday would be a big deal anyway even if they didn't have a, a name guy coming but that's gonna be friday are you just are you noticing the synergy around this pirate radio studios right in front out the front doors the state theater where the party will be thursday night out the front door is the parking lot of five points where the party will be friday night oh not to mention clydesdales rolling around right delivering beer downtown including pirate radio um then saturday the game with our coverage starting at 8 a.m and then of course the the tailgate the game the post-game call-in show it's a big three days clip it is so i do feel that the baseball has prepared me for this moment and i do feel the uh, work that i'm putting in the summer will i I feel a little bit better about it because it's a big way to start you know we always ask the players this we never ask you troy d is this is it more about is physical or mental what's the the toughest part of tailgating and everything that goes into a game day saturday uh honestly it's the mental part for me i can handle the physical part I you can, know you struggle with the mental part just on a normal i day. can handle the standing i can handle the eating the drinking it's the mental part that wears you down yeah so i got to be mentally ready mentally sharp i got to be able to multitask i'm talking to you on the pregame show i'm interviewing people i'm talking to friends of the station out at the you know tailgate zone trying to keep up with what the kids are doing you know there's a lot of moving pieces to this thing the mental part is the toughest all right but i will stay focused and i will stay sharp i'm working on my mental skills how are you doing that 
not quite sure but i'm thinking about what can i do to get better the brain's always working yeah it's always firing all right good stuff they probably make medication for it i just don't know which kind i want to jump on yeah. that uh but man excited about another football season as we are uh counting down the days now and again just uh two more saturdays with no football because week zero i know some people aren't into it yeah. it's real football it is it's college football true and if yeah. the games count count me in yeah that's the way i look at so, it. i mean and really for us football season's already started that's what i t- told somebody they were like are you ready are you excited about the start of the season coming up? i'm like coming up we're already in football season for us yeah what we do it starts it's already started if we wait till the season kicks off we're too late we, we we're full we're in mode right now in prime what do they say in uh what's the term like when you're in regular full season mode or i'm, I'm getting it wrong game mode mid-season Mid-se- form? that's it mid-season form is what i'm thinking of clip rock and that, that is why you do such a good job mental part. you even know what's in my head that i can't <laughs> get out that i need to work on that mental part yeah see the mental part's the hardest for me <clears throat> i feel like we when i say we as a team all of us here at pirate radio all of us from from interns to ownership and everybody in between is truly in mid-season form right now from interns to ownership i like that the full spectrum yeah of and it really radio. for us it takes everybody it takes a village from top to bottom if everybody is rowing the boat in the right direction we can really go places there you go and if you row the boat by yourself you know where you go clip you go in a circle correct you and go nowhere right and we're not interested in going in a circle we're interested in moving forward mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we do that as a team here well done when are you talking to the ecu football team <laughs> good stuff yeah jonathan it's said gonna, gonna uh, work my skit up with the uh rose jv squad start first. there yeah, okay work my way up jonathan field said shirley pulled some strings and got her close friends from new kids on the block no, no, not not that big well troy said it was an yeah. individual so it was, might a, have been donnie Wahlberg. it is a it is an individual yeah um oh i wish i could drop some <laughs> hints because it would be hilarious but i don't once again i don't want the folks mad at me yeah with uptown group but there is let me just say pending and i'm i will make a call during the break okay to the highest levels of the uptown greenville organizations to see if i can go ahead and announce it interesting after the break because i would like to talk about it fair enough i think it's i think it's pretty cool also coming up after it will the be break, a free event by the way troy d went one-on-one with uh holton aylers earlier today great conversation with holton and we will this, hear this that. was interesting now talked football and we got a little bit of clarification on uh the bigfoot story by the way uh behind the scenes pirate radio troy d it's been a, a busy day uh because due to ecu schedule we had to fit in all these players when yeah. they were available. They're True. busy. We're working around their schedule. We're working with them. Versa. They're yeah. working with us. You know, right. we we're trying to. Yeah. So accommodating is what we are. All of the interviews are done, and they were done like a, a car wash. Like it was just. <laughs> I mean, it was rapid fire. One in, one out. Yeah. So uh, we've got those interviews done for you today. We will talk to Kevin Monroe live later on in the show, but uh, appreciate the, the players working with us today. And uh, and they were happy to talk with us. They yeah, just got sure. a whole lot going on. That's right. 
and it just it's it's a timing issue it's not that they don't want to it's just yeah. we had to work around their schedules and they got them busy this is a work day for them but, so, uh, but they do get breaks and we were able to hit some of them up during those breaks the delcor players lounge will be here every monday on pirate radio live and looking forward to getting them all back in studio uh sometime soon it, it'll actually be better once the season begins yeah right? things, as far things, as schedule goes things slow down a little bit yeah. when i say slow down they get more on a routine schedule mondays are off we'll get them back in studio that type of thing and this was kind of a divide and conquer all hands on deck today where you stayed at parker's to finish up with the coaches i came back and we had holton timed out so i jumped on that to get him while he was available and then our uh, production shirley and company helped us behind the scenes production wise so everybody was you know had a, had a role we got it done, and uh, you'll hear those interviews coming up throughout today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. In fact, we'll go ahead and take a break. We'll come back, and we'll hear uh, Troy D. and Holt Naylor's East Carolina quarterback talking about week one of fall camp, talking more Bigfoot and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live. A lot more to go. We're back with you after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with the university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back university pc care has been pirate nation's go-to it experts since 2006 and they're the local tech support experts for any of your business needs let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Got a lot of interviews to get to inside the Delcor Players Lounge. Brought to you by Delcor, the service professionals. 321-8868. If you need cooling, heating, and plumbing repair, Go to DelcorInc.com or call them 321-8868. And coming up inside that Players Lounge, we've got Xavier Smith, Rajay Harris, Miles Berry, Keaton Mitchell, and in just a few minutes, Holton Nailers. But uh, first, Troy D., a couple of resets from segment one on the show. Yeah, I I did. uh, Let's talk about Freeboot Friday, which will be uh, wedged nicely between the Pirate Radio football kickoff party Thursday night and the game. Of course, it's Friday here. It's a free event open to the community at five points plaza right in front of the pirate radio studios uh we are working on a um a well-known musical act let me just say that i'm glad i didn't say anything yet because um i checked during the break and we were waiting for the fully executed contract to be countersigned so once that happens then it's a official so i don't i don't want to jinx anything and i don't want to speak out of turn in case that falls through we don't have to apologize to anybody there you go but we it, hopefully, if all goes well, there'll be a big announcement soon. All right, sounds good. So, and w- regardless, Free Boot Friday will is going on, and is free to the public. First one of the year, people are going to be pumped about it. Oh, I think this will be a really, so. really big one. Yeah. Awesome! It is going to be a party weekend, as we said, with the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party going on Thursday, Free Boot fi- Friday, Friday. Yeah, uh, you've got the tailgate Saturday. It's really, uh, and Sunday is really what I'm really going to need a day of rest. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, like just I'm going off the grid Sunday. Fair enough. Because it'll be like a full three days that'll feel like a week or two. Yeah. Because you know me, I go all in on football season. All in? Yeah. You're either all in or all out. Troy's all in. (laughs) I am all in on this. 
and uh troy was all in on this whole nailers interview i was actually had to do a solo clip i missed having you join us well you were busy working i was you had an excused absence as we say in the business i was on my second plate of parker's barbecue (laughs) while you were on this well hey look they don't they 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 don't call family style for nothing that's right it's family style i was actually sad walking out looking at all that food that was the most it was really cool family style usually they bring to your table the way these guys had it and i think clay medlin helped set this thing up um they brought it and they put all the food on its own table and then did it more buffet style, family style, which I've never done at Parker. That was a first in a long time at Parker's where you go through the buffet like that. And then they kept replenishing it. And, you know, we got some big guys with the football coaches Between and media, the media members. and the coaches. I mean, these guys can eat. It was a room full of offensive linemen. I don't know what the bill was for these guys. Oh, I know. But they got their money's worth off the family style. I yeah. will say that. And that was probably the way to go. Um, but yeah, I, even I went back for a second, second helping clip. You know, stuff. it was excellent. So, all right, it was, it was fun. So, so, so I got we had a good talk with Holden, though. No doubt. And uh, let's hear that right now. Shirley Rhodes, Troy D, one on one with the quarterback of the Pirates, Holden Aylers. All right, let's go out to the Pirate Radio live line and talk to QB One from the ECU football facilities. He is Holden Aylers. Holden, welcome back. Good to have you with us today. What's going on, Troy? Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Uh, we know the schedule is a little crazy this time of year so we're going by phone because that's better than nothing and it's just too busy right now to be able to grab you uh, in studio we'll get back to a more normal schedule once uh, camp's over but uh at a, on a break right now so we appreciate you hooking up with us uh and, and we talked last week holden this is a time of year where you just kind of lose track of days and times with the way uh camp especially for you is an every single day deal yeah 100 percent. yeah it was kind of funny saturday's practice at the end of it coach houston was like, yeah, tomorrow we have off and uh, we, we go to church. Pretty much our off days are pretty much that you substitute church for practice and everything else the same. Um, and when he said that at the end of practice, some of the guys were like, wait, what? Like, today's Saturday? And it was kind of just a funny moment. I, I didn't even know it was Saturday myself, so it was kind of cool to figure out that we had the next day off. So uh, that's just how camp is. I mean, it's, it's Coach K always says it's kind of like the movie Groundhog's Day. Um, you just, you're stuck in one thing. You're just doing the same thing every single day, but and that's what camp is. And you, you, this is my fifth one. I mean, it's not a surprise to me. And just getting locked in on, you know, executing during practice and then learning from it gets better. Yeah. And as, as you mentioned, uh, you might be off Sunday. But that just means you're off of practice. Uh, the responsibilities, yeah. as you said, the, the team goes to church and then you've got team, you've got meetings you've got to do, especially as quarterback. Your responsibility is as far as what you have to do or separate from a lot of the other players and then also you know just trying to take care of your body i know there's some things that you're trying to stay healthy and go into this season opener 100 percent. and to do that it, it takes time and it takes uh t- um, things to get done in the training room right yeah 100 percent. i mean i was kind of talking to you um you're trying to schedule this phone call and you said you know what hours do we have off and i was like yeah we're off two hours but um, that two hours to get PT, get extra film in. So you're really not even off those two hours if you want to get extra work in. And obviously, um, you know, I mean, being the quarterback, kind of like you said, I mean, that's kind of mandatory for me to do so. And not by the coaches, but just by the standard I hold myself to is, you know, I try to get in any extra work I can to give me a um, little edge over people. So um, any chance I can get to um, help myself out, help my body out, help my mind out, film with film study with being in pt going to young's getting some cryo just little things like that that might not help me right this second but down the road it'll help me for sure holt nailers joining us starting quarterback for east carolina university football here on the players lounge exclusively 
on Pirate Radio. Holton, uh, one weekend now to preseason camp. We're in full pads, uh, full contact. Got a scrimmage coming up Saturday. You know, full contact's a little bit different for you. They try and protect the quarterbacks. They give you the special jersey. They don't want anybody hitting and uh, taking a sack in practice when they can uh, try and keep you healthy. So it is full contact for the guys. But I know I don't know what that means for you specifically because they don't want anybody really laying a hand on you, right? Yeah, practice for me really ain't going to change much. Uh, the intensity of it will. I mean, those defensive guys get a little bit more jacked up. But, I mean, for me, I'm I'm still going through my reads, making the same. I was just, as quarterback, it's all about decision-making, um, being precise with throws and accuracy and stuff like that. So, um, really, that doesn't change too much for me. It just, it affects, you know, the, the outside guys a little bit more, the linebackers, the running backs, those guys that have to get tackled, have to make tackles. But, uh I mean, that's just a part of camp. I mean, once it gets to the point in this full pads, I mean, it's getting pretty dang close to, to the end of the thing and getting close to the season. So we're pumped about it. I mean, we got a really good team returning, got a lot of veteran guys. Just got to keep putting it together and, you know, get ready for September 3rd. I know at this point it's kind of like a big funnel and, it, and everything funnels towards that season opener against NC State as you continue to work on schemes and uh, plays and, and different things. What now, Weekend now, what are you guys working focusing on the most this week? Yeah, we started installing red zone today. Um, you know, kind of getting to that point. You know, once you get the pads on, you go more live contact there towards the red zone because I mean, it's, red zone works good, but I mean, if you ain't going live contact tackling, I mean, it's, it's tough to do that because you gotta you gotta break some tackles down there. You're, I mean, it's so so close. I mean, it's, there's not as not as much space clearly as the open field. So um, once you kind of get in those full pads, those live periods, that's when you get a lot of red zone work in, and that's kind of what we're we're getting to now um, at this part of camp and just kind of zeroing in on this first scrimmage, you know, tightening some things up and, you know, seeing what we got going out there that first scrimmage. Red zone, uh, so important. As you know, uh, you, you play like you practice, and there's many situations last year that you guys would practice a play in the red zone, whether it's offense or defense, and that would actually happen in a game. Yep, for sure. I mean, that's, you know, hopefully best-case scenario, that's what you want. And, you know, worst-case scenario, I mean, sometimes you got to, you know, go to your second read, your third read, and sometimes your fourth read, and that's, that's what practice for. That's why camp is so important. So you can get you get a lot more reps than you do, you know, during game week. During game week, you only got a certain amount of reps out there, and you're trying to keep your bodies good. But um, when it's when you have camp, I mean, that's why camp's so long, and why we're out there so long is, I mean, sometimes during the season, I might not be able to get to my third read, or might not be able to do that. But during camp, I can, and you know, that's where it really helps us. Holton, as you know, the majority of the uh, plays are either offense or defense, but uh, special teams is are one of those things that can really turn the momentum in a game. How much time do you guys take, uh, especially in this fall camp, practicing special teams? Oh, a ton. I mean, I don't necessarily play them. Quarterbacks usually don't too much, but, I mean, they take a ton of time into it. We meet on it every single day. Um, they're out there practicing on it every single day, and the kicker's out there kicking every day. Uh, special teams is where a lot of games are won, honestly. I mean, it's help us. I mean, that Marshall comeback wouldn't have happened if we didn't get that onside kick. So, I mean, we had some big plays there um, in special teams to help us win games. So, we know that. Coach Houston's a great coach and really emphasizes that. And the guys know that. It's really an honor to be on special teams. And the guys guys in our building know that. And that's where, I mean, if you have a great team, they know that you're going to be good on special teams, if not great on special teams. So, um, we're shooting for that. And the guys that are in there right now are are really um, taking taking it seriously. And that's what we need. Talked to Coach Houston on Saturday, and he was just talking about his expectations for the team, especially you know going in this first scrimmage Saturday. And I was asking him, "What are his expectations?" He said to be a good football team because we need to look like a good football team because we're going to be a good football team. So, I guess this first one is a real kind of dress rehearsal, if you will, of uh, what's to come. Yeah, for us, I mean, 
we've heard it kind of all offseason. We're a talented team. We're a veteran team. I mean, this isn't our first camp scrimmage in our career. This isn't our first offseason, our first camp in general in our career. So we should, those ones and twos should go out there and, and be crisp. Um, we, I mean, obviously, sometimes in camp you're going to get sloppy in certain aspects just because you face the same people every single day, and they're going to know tendencies and stuff. But at the end of the day, I mean, we should be able to go through our reads and timing and all that should be, you know, this point of camp should be getting, you know, close to pretty good down um, in that aspect. So just excited to get out there, you know, go against the defense. They're, they're going to be really good this year, and they're great to go against every single day, and they just make me better and make those receivers better. Holden, it seems like the expectations for this season, it, it's like a tale of two stories almost. If you talk to people familiar with the program that follow this program, fans, boosters, uh, there's a lot of excitement going into this year. There's uh, increased expectations, let me say, uh, as far as what they think this team is capable of. If you listen to the national media and you look at the uh, conference preseason poll and stuff like that, there, there's not that same expectation. There, there's not that uh, excitement level about ECU football. Does that kind of motivate you guys that at least on a regional and national level that the, the respect as far as what people think of East Carolina football may not be where you guys want it to be or where it could be? 100%. I mean, we have we have the biggest expectations that, I, that we've had since I've been here internally. Um, I mean, that's just we know who we are. We know the guys that we have and the, and the talent that we have. We just got to go there and produce. Um, and one of the reasons that I came to ECU and a lot of guys that are in that locker room came to ECU is because they have a chip on their shoulder too. And, and this university does, and the, the history of this football program has a chip on its shoulder. So um, the national media and all that, yeah, I mean, we don't, pay attention to it too much but I mean we do see um I mean the we were picked finished sixth in the conference um I've this team's never talked about finishing sixth in the conference I can promise you that and I mean that's just that's I mean we did we see it um we we note it and I mean we just have a huge chip on our shoulder to go out there and, and prove everyone wrong but um we have an internal belief in our system and our coaches and our players that we're going to go out there and do a lot better than that well I'll say this I've been following this program for over 30 years it seems like ECU football always overperforms and does best when they're the underdog and they have that chip on the shoulder. So uh, this this season kind of has the makings for that as far as I'm concerned. Before we let you go, Holton, a little off-the-field stuff, a little lighter, a little more fun question. When I last talked to you here on Pirate Radio, um, I did not know this. I guess some of the other guys did, but about uh, your spotting in Grimesland of the alleged yeah. B- Grimesland Bigfoot. Uh, Coach Houston was asked about that this weekend. He thinks... He, you're, you're, you know, we wanted to have your vision checked. He was, he didn't seem to be a believer. Let me just say that. Uh, I, I believe Holton Aylers. I, I'm on Team Holton on this one. I, you know, we're efforting to try and get this picture, the video, you know, captured and stuff. Um, has that kind of gone viral a little bit? Is people starting to hear about that? Right, what are your, what are your friends or teammates? So what have they said about us? Yeah, they're all like, let me see it, let me see it. And I have my phone, like, so I have it on my phone. I see you and clip the screenshot. I just can't send it because I have, like, no storage on my phone right now. Um, so I can't, like, send it out to people. I was talking to Igo, actually, this morning. He texted me about, or yesterday, um, we had a little bit of time off in the afternoon. I went to go to see my mom um, in Grimesland, where she lives. And I was taking a video, and I was like, you know, this is beautiful. Like, I, I just love the scenery out there. I posted on my Instagram story, and I go reply and was like, is that where Bigfoot was? And I was like, actually, it was where Bigfoot was. He lives out here. Um, and he asked for the picture, and I was like, dude, I'm trying to, to get some space on my phone. To well, tell Igo that's a Pirate Radio exclusive first. So uh, once, <laughs> once we have it and put it out there, we'll be able to provide it to him. Uh, 
Uh, so you you are standing by the statement though that you were coming home from practice one night and million percent. And this was in high school or college? Now it was high school. High school. That's right. This was in high school when you were at Conley, and you were in the Greater Grimesland area, and you saw a bear or, or something that looked like a. No, it was. So yeah. So I uh, I thought it was a. At first, I thought it was a a big person walking a big dog because it was on all fours, and then the one that was standing up bent over and started walking on all fours and the one that was on all fours stood up and started walking that's why i got my phone out wow captured i wonder if it could be and i'm just you know wondering it could it be some type of hybrid where it's like a bear slash bigfoot where it's like something we haven't even seen before 100 percent bigfoot i mean i think it's um i mean I'm, I'm very confident of it i think that the tv shows are all fake i used to be believers in that but i sent them info and i didn't get any response back so i'm not not a fan of those tv shows anymore um now i wonder why they want to jump all over this yeah I, I think they're more about uh being in the mountains and i think a lot of bigfoot enthusiasts who haven't seen him are big in i did a lot of research about this and a lot of people think he's up there in the mountains and stuff but i know there's at least two in groms there there was in 2017 so, wow uh, until they come down here i'm not a fan of the shows that is incredible, and I wonder too. You never know, man. What if this Bigfoot is going back to his tribe, his group, and he said, "Man, I think I saw Holt Nailers." <laughs> <laughs> well, back then I was a senior in high school, and I, I called my buddy who had a, a bear fifty cow. His dad did, so I told him to come and snipe it. By the time he got there, it was dark, so uh, he, he's lucky. Now, dude, would you really want to kill this thing? Wouldn't you want to capture it and not kill it and like show, well, it, show it to the country? I captured it on my phone. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if he had a snipe at it, we were going to take it down. All right. Well, I'm gonna we're gonna meet up, and I'm gonna do a recording of the recording, and that'll make it look even more Bigfootish. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll put it out there for folks. But this is an amazing story, and uh, one degree of separation here from perhaps one of the biggest stories in the nation, if we can find this thing. Absolutely, I'm all for it. I mean, I I know in 2017 he was in Gromsland, so he's got to be somewhere around that area now. Yeah. All right, good stuff, man. It's uh, people are buzzing about. It. I don't know what they're more excited about: the start of ECU football or or seeing this video. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it out sometime soon. All right, well, great stuff, man. I appreciate your time. Keep up the good work. Uh, we'll be out there Saturday for the scrimmage and uh, stay healthy, my friend. Yeah, thanks, Troy. See y'all. All right, take care. Holden Nailers, Troy D, talking football and of course Bigfoot. Uh, store's not going away, Clip. And we're only, not going to let it go away. It's only getting bigger, literally. It's <laughs> Let's, big, uh, so I'm fascinated by this. I want to hear talk the, to a lot of other people that are too. I want to hear the Mike Houston so. comment, Troy D. So this is uh, cut nine, Shirley. Can we hear Mike Houston? His thoughts on Holt Naylor's Bigfoot sighting? No, you have not. No. Are you aware that he has seen? Bigfoot? Um, I'm aware he claims that he's seen Bigfoot. I, I I I think I'm glad it's football season. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he's. I don't, I don't know what he's doing out there in that neck of the woods where he lives in Pitt County. So, all right. So Troy, people like Mike Houston are trying to to shove this story down. They don't want it out there. Is what I is he part of the conspiracy? As a non-believer, uh, I believe Cliff, and I believe if, if Holton says he saw something, this kid doesn't need attention. This isn't the type of attention he needs or seeking to make it up. He saw something. Yeah. And he, this guy, he's a D1 starting quarterback for a top 50 program. There's only 50 other guys like him in the nation. He has excellent vision to be able to read the defense, hit his receivers with precise precision throws. His vision is outstanding to be a D1 quarterback at this level. 
if he is telling me he saw something and he knows what a bear is, he's grown up in Eastern North Carolina. He knows a bear on its hind legs. If he's telling me this wasn't a bear on its hind legs, this was a different type of animal that can't be explained, then I believe him. He needs to get the video out because people are now looking at him like he's a little crazy. So I, I'm not one of them. He needs to uh, to get that video out there. Yeah. So well, and what you know, he's been busy with camp, or I probably would have already been able to assist with this. But uh, I think if you give us a little time and be patient, we will be able to do this. Yeah, we need to dissect so, that as soon as. Do you possible. not? Are, I'm sensing some doubt. I've seen from, the video. And, I'm talking about for others. Okay. Well, I haven't. Yeah. So what is, you've seen it? Can you describe the video first? It's been a while. I, I re, it, it's as he said. It was something like walking, but it's from a a very far distance on an older phone, and it's difficult to tell what exactly is happening. Okay. So, I think it was just his his dad and his brothers out there who kind of <laughs> look like Neanderthal Bigfoot. Morgan, Morgan has been known to be Bigfoot like. I think Morgan is a part less hairy, part Sasquatch. Yeah. So I think it was he is his, big enough to be Bigfoot. Yeah. But uh, but I don't uh, know. Uh, yeah. All right. So you've seen it and you're not convinced is what I'm sensing. I'm convinced that Holton is saw something. Okay. But you cannot confirm that it was Bigfoot in your perspective. And I don't think anybody will be able to do that until we really get to see it in person. I don't what, if, what if the truth comes out one day? What if someone captures this thing and it is like some type of species yeah. that has not been recorded yet? That is somewhere like in between bear and Bigfoot. You know, like I mean, it would change would everything be, we know. That would be wild. Yeah, we would all and have to. And it's been living in the in the forest in of, eastern North Carolina, in the two five two, just roaming between Newburn and Grimesland and Winterville and Pactolis. A big stretch to get to Newburn. <laughs> but I'm yeah. saying down forty three. Yeah. You know, it's down seventeen. Okay. During these, you know. There's a lot of woods in that area. It's a crazy story. We got to get a break in. Let's come back. Do you believe? Uh, We'll come back, wrap up the hour with Troy D. Got Kevin Monroe coming up at 4 o'clock, and we'll go back inside the Delcor Players Lounge later on today as well with Xavier Smith, Rajay Harris, Miles Berry, and Keaton Mitchell. All ahead on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back tommy's express car wash come experience the difference at tommy's now open at the corner of greenville boulevard and red banks road doesn't your car deserve it visit tommy's express car wash today now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Kevin Monroe coming up in just a few minutes. And we'll go back inside the Delcor Players Lounge. Already heard from Holton Aylers a moment ago. And a lot more players to get to on this Monday, Troy D. We were talking about uh, Holton's brush with uh, the mysterious. With the uh, supernatural. Not supernatural. What would you say? Uh, I don't know. The unexplained. The unexplained. The unexplained. We need to do-do-do-do that music with uh 
the, let me just say the alleged and potential bigfoot sighting right here in our community kenny curling's weighing in on our facebook live feed saying and now kenny friend of the station we know kenny a verified p1 listener this is not some fake account kenny is a well-known pirate fan he um, is a cowboys fan which gives you a glimpse into some of his mental state but anyway just describing the whole picture damn that's cold-blooded right there i didn't even get the quote out yet go ahead yeah. so you're saying take this with a grain of salt He's a cowboys fan that's all i'm saying so his judgment could be impaired could be could be <laughs> thinks he sees things that aren't really there uh hypes up things that really aren't a big deal at all it's cowboy fan stuff so proceed with caution on this comment yeah. from kenny yeah yeah all right now you're convincing me man you know what forget who cares no just kidding kenny. all right so here kenny curl it says me and my wife should it be my wife and i first of all okay now we're all gonna right. do grammar on it. i mean come on all right i'm gonna go ahead and be the grammar police on this okay my wife and i thought we saw a black panther crossing the road before you get to the lake uh that the overtons built years ago also in grimesland uh, i believe it's lake Christie. they call it it was a big ass cat so he thinks he saw some type of panther like animal so could this be the same type of animal or are there multiple unexplained mysterious animals in the Grimesland area. Yeah, and the Black Panther, it's some kind of cougar. Either way, it's a very rare animal. Oh, I've seen some cougars all and over the place. some Black Panthers. <laughs> but it is a very rare animal, so to see it in Grimesland would be even the rarest of rare. But uh, Yeah, I don't know about it. I am not to dis... I think what Kenny saw might have just been literally like a big wild animal. Like it could have been a uh, could have been a bear. It could there have are been a, bears in this area. Was it at night? It could have been a wildcat, and it just looked it dark. Been. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. What if you? What's your craziest animal sightings? Let us know. I saw uh, one in the neighborhood. It's just like one of those wild neighborhood animals. Um, I forget what they're called. <laughs> a wild neighborhood. Well, animal. no, like it was crossing the street. It wasn't like the deer you see everywhere. It was like one of those little. The name of them. You don't want to approach them. You know they're a little dangerous. What do they look like? I have no idea. So what they you... kind of look like a like a large dog, but it's like they're a wolf, a coyote. Yes, yeah, so I think it was a coyote. Yeah, that okay. type in that family. Yes, and I'm not you know an animal expert, but it was it wasn't a pet. Let me say that it was a wild animal like yeah. crossing the street. I'm like mm, better stay away from that a one. Coyote. I like yeah. seeing uh, foxes because they are. I've seen them small, kind of cute. They don't seem to do much harm. Yeah, they might could. I don't kind know. Kind of like foxes are kind of like a big squirrel. Yeah, I mean, they're if you will, kind of unintimidating, not that intimidating. Yeah, so. I mean, you don't hear about many people getting bit by a fox. Usually, they run the other way. Right, they're more scared of you than you are of them. Right, but there are some animals that will attack if if provoked or if they're startled. Yeah, so I try and stay away from those. No doubt just stay away let yeah. them do their thing yeah but i i have not heard any other reports of black panthers animals in the area i'd be pretty freaked out if i saw an animal that big in this part of the country yeah i need some more clarification from kenny on that as far as like what time of day how close were you you know had you been drinking <laughs> stuff like that we should have like a support group where people get together, talk about their sightings. Yeah. Troy, as a believer, you could kind of lead the group. I am talk I, to people, I, and maybe I'm gullible. I, I watch these shows and believe all these people and think, no, why would they be making this up? 
you know there, there's for most of them there's nothing to gain but ridicule by coming forward <laughs> read kenny's next comment <laughs> well once again maybe you're right Cliff. the topper yeah kenny curling's also weighing in and i also thought coach mo was a good coach so i understand if you question me <laughs> that's good stuff kenny yeah but this is a different you know this has to do more with his vision you know than his belief system yeah is Kenny Curlin's vision as bad as his belief system? <laughs> he believes in the Cowboys and he believed in Coach Mo. Oh, for two there. He wants to believe. Yes. So is he holding on to something? And now this is being manifested into a fake Black Panther report. That little black cat he saw on the road gets bigger and bigger as the years go by, <laughs> and now it's a giant panther. So. Yeah interesting stuff yeah but this is what and look we shouldn't if you have a animal sighting that can't be explained we would like to we're we're going to do the digging we'd like to hear especially in the 252 yeah in this area we'd like to know about it don't really care if it was in the rockies i want to know what's local here what have you seen here that can't be explained that's legit not made up like i'm seriously curious about things that could be out there in our neck of the woods that have not been documented uh kenny just posted a second ago he said and i also thought oh boy coach mo was a good coach oh so boy. i understand if hey, you question Ch- chandler me. are you listening to the program chandler <laughs> i mean surely chandler oh did i miss it chandler. yeah we, we just Sorry. spent five minutes talking about that you, well no i just i, I <laughs> you pulled a chandler surely chandler. i did pull a chandler yeah i guess it's okay it happens what were you doing though what was i doing what while we were talking about it just curious um work (laughs) well is it working is this producing this show work you multitask i multitask yeah i have to was it work or watch it were you watching a new kids on the block video (laughs) (laughs) you know what is my camera on (laughs) (laughs) just kidding shirley that's it my final words (laughs) you know i love we gotta get to uh kevin monroe troy yeah i gotta step up good being with you though to lead off the show a lot of fun and uh, we'll do it again soon. See you back here Thursday. Yes, and I had a chance to talk to uh, X earlier. So That's you right. That too. You'll be back here in audio form. Yes. Coming up next hour. Look forward to it. All right, hour two looks like this. Kevin Monroe at 4 o'clock. After that, we'll talk to Xavier Smith and Rajay Harris. So stay tuned. A lot of pirate football talk on the way. Back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you. Pi Radio Live here on a Monday. We'll dive back inside the uh, Delcor Players Lounge coming up in just a little bit with East Carolina linebacker Xavier Smith. We'll talk to Pirate running backs Rajay Harris and Keaton Mitchell. And another linebacker on the Pirate roster, Miles Berry, coming up later on in today's show. We'll talk to a former Pirate now 
and the color analyst for the East Carolina football team, Kevin Monroe, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Kevin, first chance to talk to you about this upcoming football season. Great to have you back. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited. Anytime it gets to be August and we're right around the corner from football, it uh, just kind of gives me the goosebumps, so I'm, I'm thrilled to be talking to you now. Absolutely, and uh, Kevin, Coach's poll came out today. You got three Pirate opponents all in that top 25. BYU just on the outside looking in, receiving votes, but Houston is there. Of course, Cincinnati is there, and NC State coming in 13th in the Coach's poll preseason and getting a lot of hype. How about there in the triangle, Kevin? How much have you heard about NC State leading up to this uh, opening game against the Pirates? So I, you know, I hear about the game, but I don't hear as much chatter as I normally would when the, when the Pirates are not on their schedule. <laughs> I think the Pirate, I think the uh, the Wolfpack faithful is a little bit nervous uh, because what generally happens with them is they come into the season unranked. They play three or four opponents. Let's just say that aren't the highest quality opponents at the beginning of their season. They're three or four and zero, oh, and then they get ranked and they get disappointed later in the season. So this is a different uh, type of season for them because they, they end the season, you know, some people consider them a top-10 team, and out the gate they play a bowl-eligible team uh, from a year ago and, and, and one that's their rival. So I think state fans are, are, are using this, you know, a lot like the Pirate fans are. This will be a measuring stick. This will be a barometer game to see where they are. If they, if they can handle the Pirates with no problem, then maybe they are a top-13 team. If it's a close game, they probably aren't. And if they lose, they definitely aren't. So uh, not a whole lot out of the Wolfpack table these days. I understand that, and I want that number to be as high as possible when they roll in here because their fans are are certainly nervous about a letdown on the East Carolina side, Kevin. I wouldn't say there's a lot of hype around the team, but there is – an expectation. Mike Houston, he said that this is his best team, his deepest team coming into the year. So there are Pirate fans that we just saw that the season ticket number has eclipsed 15,000, which is the highest it's been in five years. So people are uh, excited about what's happening here in Greenville, Kevin, and the expectation has risen for this team that won seven games last year, and they're expected to have another bowl team uh, on the field in 2022. How about you? Yeah, Cliff, you know, it's, the Pirates are – one of those football programs where, you know, you, you finished kind of the 91-92 season, that, that era of Jeff Blake and Bill Lewis, and uh, you, you win all those games and the Peach Bowl win, and you think, okay, we've arrived from here on out. We, we may not win 10 games a year, but we're going to be we're gonna have, a, we have a winning football team from here on out. And then you kind of go through the 90s, and, and that was kind of where you were. You know, there was a, a blip or two in the 90s. I think we had one. Uh, five-win season uh, in 1997 when I was playing. But I left here averaging seven wins a year. And then you kind of get into the latter part of Coach Logan's era, and that falls off a little bit. And, you know, you have these ups and downs from Skip Holtz to John Thompson to, you know, to Russell McNeil to Scotty Montgomery, and, and you never sustain this winning program, this seven, eight, nine-win seasons every year like we thought we would in the early 90s. And so it's been frustrating. And, and now I think there's this belief in Coach Houston where, you know, they built this program to, you know, you lost some early on, and then you got to where you, you can win six or seven games. But not only that, if you look on the sideline, we now look like other teams in the conference. We now look like other teams around the country, like a, like AAC opponents or ACC opponents. Actually, uh, we're big, we're strong, we're fast. And so you start to get this feeling, okay, we can win again. And so, yeah, I'm excited. I think – 
you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling good about this season. Obviously, we've got some tough opponents. You mentioned some of the top 25 opponents. But I know that we'll be competitive in every game, and we'll have a chance to win some of these games that maybe we, we aren't picked to win. So, yeah, things are, things are looking good. I think people are excited. But you have to go out and perform well week one to keep that momentum. Kevin Monroe joining us. And, Kevin, you and, and Jeff are there for – all the wins, all the losses, the good times, the bad times, and uh, there's been some bad times throughout the the recent past. But how about last year, all of the nail-biting games that East Carolina played in, and the Pirates were on the right side of some of those against Marshall, against Memphis, against Navy. They were on the wrong side against Houston, against South Carolina, uh, and a, a four-point uh, loss to UCF. So just to, to be in those games in the second half, though, I mean, you and Jeff had to have a lot of filler material there for years, but finally getting back to uh, some really good competitive football games as a fan. Yeah, you want to win them all, but man, just being in those games was fun last year, and I expect the same this year because, again, it's a tough schedule, but the Pirates can can compete with anybody on that schedule, and uh, that was good to see last year, Kevin. East Carolina in games in the second half with a chance to win them. That's exactly right, and that's what I was alluding to, is that every week we felt like we could win now because we, we had the, the running backs. We had the offensive line play. We had uh, the, the linebackers in, in the front seven that played well. And so, you know, you had a veteran quarterback. So you felt like each week you had an opportunity to score points. You had an opportunity to stop people. And so, yeah, you were in all these games. And, and for a while now, we haven't felt like that. We just, oh, well, we got to beef up this part of the, 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 uh, the lineup. we got to beef up that part of the lineup. And so things didn't always go smoothly. And not that they're going necessarily smoothly every game now, but as you said, we're in every game, and, and they know how to win those close ones. They know how to win those tough ones. Uh, and they've beaten some people you know, on the last play of the game, so to speak, as, as, uh, as Steve Logan used to always say. So we have a lot of momentum building uh, into this season. Kevin, one position to watch this year, I'm fascinated to see who's on the field at corner for East Carolina when they open the season against NC State. Jaquan McMillan out. Malik Fleming is is a guy you know you're going to see on the field, but they have kind of overhauled this cornerback position because Nolan Johnson left during the offseason. Demel Hickman's played, but not a ton. Uh, Juwan Powell has moved from corner to safety to corner. But you bring in this Washington transfer from Buffalo. Uh, Mike Houston talked about a couple of 6'2", 6'3", Juco guys. He's brought in uh, Fletcher Marshall, uh, one of those at the corner position. So you've got a lot of new names. You're going to have to get your your uh, your media guide out, Kevin, your program out to see these these faces at corner because at a lot of positions, we've got a lot of depth, a lot of returners. Corner, you know, the spot you played, there's going to be some new names there this year, and it really puts a lot, I think, on Malik Fleming. He's a very confident guy in himself. He's played some good football. He's going to have to take it to another level uh, in the absence of Jaquan McMillan this year. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, if you ask me personally, the best offensive player in Tyler Sneed and the best defensive player in Jaquan McMillan hmm. gone yeah. a year ago. And so, you you know, do you have a ton of returning? Absolutely. Can you replace those guys? Probably not. But what you can do is replace them by committee. And that's what you have to do both offensively you know, with the receiver position and defensively at corner. I've, I've heard a lot of good things. Haven't had a chance to see some of these young guys and these transfers play yet, but I've heard a lot of good things come out of camp. And, and you're right, Malik Fleming, Nolan Johnson, uh, Jaquan McMillan, those are the three guys that played the most minutes last year. Those are the guys that you counted on at corner, and, and only Malik is back. And so – He's got to be that stalwart. He got to be. He's got to be the guy that you know they don't want to throw to. They got. They got to force him to throw to these other guys. And hopefully, these young guys, these transfers, 
one of them, two of them, three of them can raise their hands and be up for the challenge because we're, we're going to need them back there. What's the most important thing, Kevin, for this Blake Harrell defense to take another step? We've watched it improve since he's been here. Got a, a D-line now that has a lot of snaps underneath the belt. Got some veteran linebackers with Miles Berry and Xavier and some younger guys coming up. But uh, in your opinion, what's the most important thing to, to go a step even higher, get even better on that defensive side of the ball in 2022? Well, you named it there is, is the defensive line play. And the one thing I loved about Blake Harrell when he got here is that he didn't care what year you were – if you were a good player, he played you. And so early on, I think it was one season where we played 13 or 14 defensive linemen consistently. And we weren't winning a lot of games. But those guys got a ton of playing time. And so as you as you just alluded to, there's a lot of guys on the roster that have played a ton. I mean, most people would know, like, you know, the Rick D'Apeyus of the world, but they wouldn't know some of these other guys. But they've gotten tons of snaps. And that's where it starts. you got to be able to stop the run and put pressure on the passer. And that's where it all starts right there, the defensive line play. The linebackers, you got some guys returning, some older guys uh, that have been in the program for a while, but it starts up front. And if they can play well, I promise you, those guys in the back end will look a lot better. I mean, my, my junior and senior years were were good years, and you know, all conference this and that. And people thought, you know, oh, you know, myself and Forrest Foster were great corners. It wasn't so much that we were pretty good, but we had great guys up front: Norris McCleary, Travis Darden, Rod Coleman rushing the quarterback and putting pressure and making those quarterbacks make bad throws. And so that's what you got to have in a defense. Hoping that D-line can be uh, what it's made out to be because that has been a position group that, uh, boy, this this coaching staff has built. And as you said, Kevin, gotten older over the years and uh, should be a veteran uh, deep group this year. On the offensive side, let's start with Holden Naylor's Kevin. He's had his ups. Uh, if you look in the record books, he's had some of the biggest passing performances in, in ECU history. He's had his downs uh, as well over the years. What do you want to see out of Holden uh, in his final year under center for East Carolina? Yeah, consistency. I mean, that's that's really it. You know, we you know he's a team leader. You know, the team believes in him. They want to follow him. The coaches believe in him. Uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick believes in him, and he wouldn't be back if, if they didn't. Uh, but you, it's it's hard sometimes when you see a you know a 400 yard game, you know 50, 60, 70 percent completion percentage one week, and then the next week, you know you're throwing below 50 percent. You throw two or three interceptions, and the offense sputters. And so. Uh, you know, that's that's the nature of the beast these days with these spread offenses and how much you throw the football. You just have to be consistent week in and week out if you're going to be a starting quarterback in big-time college football. So I'd love to see that out of him, you know, for him to control this team uh, and, and, you know, to be up big in some games in the first half and, and, and get out of there and, and be safe and let the backup come in and play and get some, get some time because he's done his job and the Pirates are playing well. Keaton Mitchell, Rajay Harris in the backfield, Kevin. We know we're going to get from those guys. Keaton Mitchell said he's even faster than he was a year ago, which is hard to believe, but can't wait to see him back on the field. You got some young running backs coming up behind him, and and we're going to need a, a third, Kevin. I mean, last year it was incredible how the coaches really split the reps, split the touches, and those guys were able to stay healthy. That, that's really not the norm. You're going to need more than two running backs, and I think we'll uh, we'll get to know some of these new faces this year, but you got to love going into another year with Mitchell and Harris back there. Yeah, I mean, you go back a couple of years ago, these guys were both freshmen, and you didn't know what to expect from running back position, and Roger Harris was the man. I mean, he just killed it, I and mean, he was he made big play after big play. He had some 100-yard games. He had lots of touchdowns. He was the guy you fed. And then last year, out of nowhere, comes Keaton Mitchell. And, I mean, he just – how many of these plays did he just break for 50, 60, 70 yards? And we hadn't, we hadn't seen anybody that fast since Chris Johnson in the program. And he's just running away from people. And he's on Sports Center every night. I mean, it was just a, a, a huge change in things. But I love the way 
that Raji Harris handled that. He w- he was no longer the man, but he was still a part of it, and he and he knew that the team still needed him. And so when he got in, he still played well. And so now you you come back in, in, in kind of year three of them, you know. Uh, one year being Harris, one year being Mitchell. And now this year, you hope that they both play really, really well. You'd love to have 2,000-yard rushers because this whole offense is going to go as those two guys go. If those guys are running the football well, if the offensive line is holding up well, the play-action game, the play-action pass game is going to be awesome. And then the threat of throwing deep balls over top of their head because they're putting you know, seven, eight in the box is going to be there. So these guys have both have to play very, very well. And you're right. We will need a backup or two just in case somebody gets hurt. Kevin, looking at the wide receiver position, for me, it's gone from, in a span of a few months, a position I was really nervous about, concerned about, to a position that I'm excited about, and let's include Ryan Jones into that pass-catching mix. But Ryan Jones and and C.J. Johnson, that Keaton Mitchell said today that C.J. has come back and is looking great and his head's in it and he's ready to go. But you've got these newcomers in Winstead and Johnson and Gardner and Winstead, I was thinking about this, Kevin, not to put unfair expectations on him, but East Carolina has not needed a newcomer to come in and be the number one right away because we've been spoiled with Zay Johnson or with uh, with Zay Jones and with Justin Hardy, with Dwayne Harris over the years. But Kevin, you remember the impact that Andre Allison had right out of the gate. You remember Lance Lewis coming in when ECU needed a number one. I know Isaiah Winstead thinks he can be that. He's got high expectations for himself. So there is precedent set where a guy could come in and be that number one. I think Isaiah's got the tools to do that. If he doesn't, you still have CJ and you still have Ryan Jones, who is the leading returner when it comes to catching balls. So again, I've kind of gone from, uh oh, this receiver room is looking pretty bare to, okay, I think we got something here uh, as we head into the season. Yeah, as I said before, you know, the losing Tyler Sneed was huge. He was my favorite player offensively last year. The year before that, my favorite player offensively was Blake Prohl, and he left out of the blue. Yeah. You always you always have to have somebody new step in. I've heard great things about Winstead, what he's doing in camp. Uh, but, yeah, some of these guys have to play big-time football. And Ryan Jones, I mean, for all the Pirate fans that have loved the, the Luke Fishers of the world and all the big-time tight ends we've had from the early 90s through the early 2000s, and then people always was, were asking about what happened to the tight end position. You know, Ryan Jones, and, and among a couple others, came in last year and made plays at that position and made it to where now – you have to pay attention to the tight end position of East Carolina, and you hadn't for a while. And so he's going to be big because he's just that, you know, uh, the, the big example of a, of, a, of a tight end that split out and plays like a wide receiver because of his speed and his ball-catching ability. But I am excited to see. And, and, and with C.J. Johnson, I think he probably needed some humbling, um, you know, so to, to leave the program and, and come back. I'm hoping that his attitude is better. I'm hoping that his work ethic is better, uh, that he's in good shape, and that he's ready to get back to rolling the way he was. You know, his first couple years in the program, and and, uh, and so we'll see from that. I'm, I'm hearing nothing but good things about what he's doing. But yeah, it, it's it, we we need to revamp that receiver position because a lot of the players that have made a lot of the plays in the past are gone, and so new new young guys have to step up. Kevin Monroe joining us. We'll go back inside the uh, Delcor Players Lounge in just a moment with Xavier Smith, Rajay Harris, Miles Berry, Keaton Mitchell. It's great to be able to talk to those guys, Kevin. One of the, the positive things about the NIL, and we get to know these guys not only as players but as people. So you would have been great at this during your time with the way you can communicate and talk. So you'd have been a star at this. What other uh, what other business or businesses, Kevin, would you have liked to have signed a NIL deal back in the day if you were able to? Oops. The first one would have been a car dealership. I <laughs> go ahead and get that one out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that that's big time. But, you know, 
honestly, just in any 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 company out there that believed in me, that I, I believed in the product, I'd have been happy to peddle it uh, for, <laughs> some extra, for some extra cash back in college. Cause, yeah. I mean, we were, we were, you know, we, we were struggling back in the day because we didn't have these opportunities. So I'm glad the players do now. Uh, and, you know, I hope that the locker room, um, you know, embraces it and that everyone, you know, that the wealth is spread around and that people aren't envious of certain players because they get more than others. Uh, I know that could be, you know, part of it when you, when you start dishing out money. But, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a big deal. It's good for the sport uh, as long as it's done right. And, Kevin, you can answer this. I don't know. I don't want to get into something kind of that we shouldn't talk about. But with your job at Cap Trust and your, your, you know, giving advice, handling financials for these pro athletes with all this money, now that it's starting to trickle down into the college game, I mean, are, would you possibly get some big-time college athletes that say, hey, uh, I got this deal. I want to make sure it's handled correctly. Like, do you, do you see yourself getting into the college game at all with these guys? Listen, a hundred percent. We we've actually already talked to a, a high school basketball player. Wow, who, you know who's going to go who's going to go be, play big time college basketball next year and expect it to be one and done. So we so we had to get to him in high school. But yeah, we've talked to the college athletes. We've got some college athletes that are clients currently. Um, so yeah, it, it's 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 changed everything because now you know you get these nil deals and you're making two fifty five hundred a million dollars. Before you even enter the NFL, you got to do something with that money. You got to go take care of it. So we, you know, we help them invest that money and, and, and take care of them before they make that leap. So absolutely. And we you know, obviously when I'm with the Pirates, it's, it's all about me doing radio, and, and I'm not talking to guys about financial advising. But when I get an opportunity away from the field, away from the game, you know, if there's people on that team that have a shot at the next level, I'll certainly be talking to them. But all around the country, reaching out to guys that are in college. Uh, trying to help them out yeah i mean that's a great thing it's important right i mean you wish you knew some of this stuff when you were that age i'm sure and that's part of what you're doing right is kind of educating guys on uh you know making the right decisions because uh everybody's got a good support system but not everybody is uh intelligent when it comes to money in those support systems i would imagine that's right i mean you know uh, these guys you know some of them don't come from a whole lot yeah we don't make the best decisions with money and so uh, you, you need somebody that you can rely on, that you can trust is the big one uh, that will tell you what to do with your money and you, you can you can start to make better decisions and, and prepare yourself for that future. And I, I certainly wish I'd had someone like that. Of course, my parents were great. My, my dad, uh, you know, had his MBA and was a finance guy, and so he, he kept me on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Everybody had a support system, so it, it, it's great to, to be able to have people that you can look to kevin while well, we got you here and we'll uh, we'll talk with you throughout the season but uh let's get a preseason cowboys report uh how you feeling about the uh the nfc east this year well the cowboys didn't do a whole lot in the offseason that's kind of been the knock on us but uh I-, I will say that you know for the last several years the cowboys have had a team good enough to go deep in the playoffs and even win a super bowl it just hasn't you know it hasn't materialized whether it's coaching whether it's mistakes being made you know maybe not not playing big and in in, big enough in big games uh, I see them as still being the front runner in the NFC East, but you know who knows? The Eagles have gotten better, the Commanders have gotten better. Uh, I don't think the Giants have gotten any better, but they're still <laughs> out there, and they, you know they're always going to be a tough game. Uh, so, so who knows? I, you know, I, if if you know, people are saying that Zeke is done, and 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 I disagree. I think that his knee injury held him back last year. So let's just see if he can stay healthy and and, and play well. That'll be a big decided how well the Cowboys do this year. Man, isn't it great to just be talking football, Kevin? We're getting close to it, man. It's exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's just that, you know, whether it's pro or college, um, I, I love the game. That's the reason I've been doing radio for – this will be my 20th season on the, on the Pirate radio broadcast. So, 
Uh, I just I love the opportunity to be able to do this. I would do it for free. Don't don't tell the boss that, but uh, it's just a lot of fun to be able to talk sports. All right, one more before we let you go. We were uh, pro- promoting your interview on Friday. Said uh, Kevin's coming up on Monday, and Chandler said uh, the king of Halloween, Kevin Monroe. He reminded me of that. So Kevin, uh, with his legendary Halloween costumes, look, you still got plenty of time. But with those great costumes, there's got to be some level of preparation. So I'm curious, have you you got 2022 costume picked out yet? I've got it picked out. I, I held out the last two years because of COVID. I didn't want to waste costume and, and not be able to come in the office or whatever. I've got it picked out. i got to start putting it together. As you said, we're only a couple months away. I can't tell you what it is. Okay. It'll be a good one. All right. Can't wait to see it. Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin, thanks as always, man. We'll uh, look forward to talking with you this season. Absolutely, Cliff. Appreciate it. All right, there he is, the former Pirate color analyst uh, for the East Carolina Football Pirates, Kevin Monroe, King of Halloween, joining us here today on Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a timeout, come back. We'll jump back inside the Delcor Players Lounge here from X, Xavier Smith, when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with Remax and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Give him a call today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. It is hot. I've already had to get my AC checked and fixed twice uh, this summer. If you're having issues, call the service professionals from Delcor, 321-8868. Visit online, delcorinc.com, and they will take care of your cooling, heating, and plumbing. So uh, get it right and stay cool, and Delcor will help you out. We're inside the Delcor Players Lounge earlier today. Troy D and I talked to East Carolina linebacker Xavier Smith as he joined us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Shirley, let's hear from X right now. All right, back inside the Players' Lounge, the Delcor Players' Lounge, here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. ECU linebacker Xavier Smith joining us here on the program. Xavier, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Just got out of a meeting. Outside again for the second time. It's a little hot. Might step inside, but there's no service. But I'm here. (laughs) So, Xavier, you got the physical part of it, the sweat, the heat, all that, and you've got the meeting part of it. So, how how much do – meetings film that kind of stuff take up your time uh this part of the calendar year man camp we talking about camp i'll tell you this i have no clue what day of the week it is every single day like yesterday i thought it was thursday i might think it's monday today well it is monday today but tomorrow i might think it's friday because that's how exhausted we'll be. I'm going to be looking at my phone. I'm going to check the dates. I know I got to do the same thing every day. And I gotta, I'm got i on a schedule. Yeah, Xavier, just Troy, we just talked to Holton about the same thing. Everything's kind of a blur, and you really lose track of day and time, just living one day at a time of what you're doing right now. Um, yeah. What's the tougher part of you've been? You're kind of the veteran now. What's tougher, the physical part or the mental part of preseason camp? 
It's definitely the physical aspect. For me personally, I can say that because um, I know how important the film is because that's where I see myself separating and I see others separate once they get the film piece. But it's really, you got to take the mental aspect and apply it to the physical aspect because that's really what gets you because, you know, like I said, it's hot out here. We're sweating. We're tired. And a lot of guys, you know, they got it all said and done when it's in there in the A.C., comfortable like coach houston says but when it's out here and it's time to grind that's really when you know it hits you in start a camp i don't care how much you condition i don't care how much you run there's no way you can prepare for how camp gonna hit your body so that's that's the toughest part for me xavier smith joining us so xavier what were the i guess the, the toughest parts of getting back to it last week and and the parts you enjoyed how are you balancing the the good with the bad of fall camp after uh, you just about got one week under your belt um, I mean, I see no bad in fall camp. I think it's all good. You know, I, we love the work. Well, actually, I can speak for myself, but I can speak for the whole team. We love the work. So I don't see any bad in it. We know this is the things we have to do. We say we want to accomplish our goals. We have goals that we want to set for ourselves as individuals and in team. So it's all good work. It's the process. You know, trust the process, trust the coach's plans, you know, trust our own plan, trust the trainer's plans. And just come every day ready to work. There's no bad in it if you love it. I know this is uh, week two now, fall camp. This is a big in- install week and full pads. you got a scrimmage uh, coming up Saturday. And uh, full contact means a lot more to, you know, I was joking with Holton, full contact don't mean anything to him. Nobody can touch him. Uh, so, But it means a lot for a linebacker. So uh, take us through what full contact means to you and what you expect out of it. Um, I mean, to be honest, I look forward to full contact better than the because that is the hardest thing to do. So full contact, I feel like it's it's the same. It's like we more natural feel, more of a gamey flow. You know, we can really go out there and fly around and, you know, still protecting our guys. But I think it's it's better to have, you know, a couple live days rather than thud days as far as how the coaches harp on us because thud, thud tackles hard. But as a defense and being here five years and talking to a lot of guys, we tackles live periods are actually more easier. For a defense, I know not for offense, but but Xavier, I mean, take us through tackling because I've been here, you know, where we tackle great and we haven't tackled great. Do you you really kind of need to practice tackling right to to get it down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, go wait. What do you mean by going through tackling? Well, I mean, like we've had some coaches in the past that there was never really practice on tackling itself. How much do they let you? You know, once you go full speed and full contact, where they you know, wrapping people up and actually doing it in practice so that way when the game time rolls around, it's, you know, you're not doing it for the first time. Oh, yeah. I and mean, that all ties into everything. You know, we practice how we play. So the coaches, they harp on us, you know, when we're not giving enough or it might be something small, you know, that we're doing incorrect because we know how important it is and how it transitions into game time situations. So that's why we take it super important now. We overemphasize it. And to a point where, you know, it's annoying to a point, but that's what we need because uh, missed tackles, you know, missed opportunities. And missed opportunities, missed games, and that's not what we want this year. We want to win each game, focus on each day. Xavier Smith joining us. Xavier, uh, how are the young guys coming along behind you and Miles? Uh, you've been around here a while. So how about uh, the, the new faces at linebacker behind you? Uh, how, how did they do the first week of practice? They're actually doing really good. I'm actually, like, being the old guys, I know it sounds like an old head, but I'm proud of the younger players, and I love watching them grow. Uh, 
everyone, like, of course, the young guys are freshmen. They're just getting their welcome to college days in. But everyone's learning fast. And being an older guy, having consistent years of the same defense, now I'm able to give them sauce to help them progress even faster, you know, and then give my experience to the younger guys handed down to them and help everybody else. So it's been it's been actually a blessing to me personally. Clip X sounded like uh, Coach Smith over there. I'm proud of his young guys and uh, might <laughs> might have you transition to a new role by the end of the season with that type of level of maturity, Xavier. For real. <laughs> He's a new man. He told us last week he retired from the game. He's got a girlfriend. So. Yeah, I heard that. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Life is hitting me. Life is hitting me. <laughs> Things change fast, man. <laughs> a, lot of heart, a lot of broken hearts out there, Clip, true, when that true. announcement was made. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the most eligible bachelor on the team now, Xavier? Who, who do the uh, the ladies like over there? Uh, I mean, now that I'm off the market, I guess there are some other options. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, I I couldn't tell you. I'm say Holton, but Holton off the market now. Yeah, know, yeah, he's on lockdown right now. Yeah, so there you go. I can't be exposing nobody. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Sad times, though. (laughs) All right, Xavier, how about uh, this week? Troy mentioned a a scrimmage coming up, so that's kind of, I guess, uh, a carrot at the end of the stick. What else? uh, I don't know. What do you want to get better at this week uh, every day of practice? Um, I mean, right now I'm just focused on doing the little things right. I mean, like I said, it's third year defense, so what I focus on isn't going to be with the same as what a freshman focuses on, so I'm trying to fix all my little things. You know, first step here, maybe a false step here, put my hands here, maybe my pad level's a little too high. So I'm just trying to narrow in on all the small things that maybe, you know, I overlooked uh, the years prior to, but that just comes with experience. So I'm just trying to shape and mold myself into the best player so that way I can help the team and other players to come. And by the way, uh, the first coaches poll came out today, NC State picked 13th nationally so just something uh xavier i don't know if you're worried about that or not but the uh the 13th ranked team in the country will be coming to greenville week one of the football season now i'm playing all that politics and they gotta line up we gotta line up so it's, I'm, I'm excited for it and i hope they have a good season you know all blessings of them i wish nothing bad for them but you know i, I trust my guys i'm around with my guys i don't care where they at nationally i don't care if they number one in the nation I know how my guys coming. I know how the offense coming. I know how defense coming. So, I mentioned this also a little bit earlier to Holton. You know, the expectations for this year, Xavier, kind of a tale of two different stories. I think the the fan base here locally is really excited about this team, and the expectations have risen as far as the potential with this team nationally, regionally. Uh, you, you see where East Carolina was in the conference poll and where they rank nationally i think the expectations are tampered or, or, or you know not as ex, uh, not as excited as the fan base is here a lot of um, folks not expecting much out of this east carolina team and holton talked about well, that you know puts a chip on their shoulder to be able to prove people wrong i know you probably feel the same way yeah i mean being here for five years we always had the chip on our shoulder so it's it's not new to me when people uh overlook us so, uh, I like I said, I don't play the politic game. You know, I know a lot of guys in the team, have what talent we have, what we can bring to the table. You know, I have faith in my guys. I have faith in these coaches. And, you know, everyone can be beat. So, there's not a game on our schedule that we can't beat a team. And that goes both ways. You know, we're in college. Everybody's good. So, it's really about who, who comes to play. And we're going to see. 
Xavier Smith joining us. Xavier, appreciate the chat. We'll let you get back to work or, or hanging out, whatever you're doing. I know you're a busy man, so thanks for your time, and uh, we'll get you back here in studio soon. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Xavier Smith joining us, East Carolina linebacker inside the Delcor Players Lounge. Seems to be in good spirits after uh, almost after one week of fall camp. Great job by the Pirate Radio crew this weekend getting videos, interviews. We've got uh, some audio from Mike Houston we'll get to. Also, uh, Gerard Stringer, Malik Fleming talked uh, this weekend. We'll try to get you that as well this week here on Pirate Radio Live. But those videos, those pictures available on our social media accounts to make sure you are keeping up with all that. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, follow us on YouTube as well. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV for all of the latest. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. Continue on the Delcor Players Lounge. Rajay Harris, East Carolina running back, will join us. Talked to him earlier today. You'll hear that conversation when we return with the Pirate RB right after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. CJ Schaefer here on a Monday. Where's uh, Chandler? I don't know. Did he leave? I don't know where he went. Okay. I know where he went. I was just curious if anybody else knew. And uh, he's here. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's in the building. He's working. He's working on something. Oh, okay. Uh, a, a side, a special project. We put him on the a side project. A side quest. Yes, he's on a side quest. Oh, uh, a tribe called Side Quest. Uh, but we know where Rajay Harris is. He's uh, inside the Delcor Players Lounge, ready to join us. Hey, look who's here! How's <laughs> fresh off his side quest? Chandler Honeycutt, what's up, Chan Man? Just enjoying the Players Lounge, brought to you by Delcor. The Chan Man with the big plan. I tell you what, Clip. What's that? That sounded a little groggy. Are you all right? What that you? Parker's today. <laughs> what about it? Oh, man, it's got me in the uh, napping mood. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Garrett Short there today. I didn't see him. Yeah, I did see Brian Bailey. You know, been taking Are, the little cat nap? Uh, yeah, a little cat nap. I had a uh, sales meeting at two thirty. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Went pretty pretty good. Had a good conversation. Good to hear. A uh, new business in town. So. Okay. Uh, but yeah, catching up on my sleep. <laughs> good to hear. Good to hear you do that on a Monday afternoon. Yeah. Here at Pirate Radio, catch up on the catch up on the Z's. All right. Well, welcome in. Maybe you can join us for the last hour or so on the program. Uh, no, nah, I'm going to go back and take a nap. All right. Well, appreciate you being here. There's Chandler Honeycutt, everyone, putting in the, uh, nah, I'll stick around. the time on a Monday. Let's get to the interview with the Pirate running back, Rajay Harris. Talked to him earlier today inside the Delcor Players Lounge. 
All right, back inside the Delcor Players Lounge. Joining us, Pirate running back Rajay Harris, as he joins us here today on Pirate Radio Live. Rajay, how you doing today, man? Doing good. I couldn't be better. How about yourself? Great to hear. Doing good this way, too. Ready for some football, Rajay. I'm sure you are as well. So let's talk about how uh, the first part of the week went for you. Still not a full weekend, but uh, but almost a week down of of fall camp. So how you feeling? You still in good spirits? Uh, How you handled the heat and all that? (laughs) Yes, I am good. Uh, I'm just trying to be a leader to the young guys right now in camp. Uh, This is is my third camp, so it's kind of like, not getting easier but it's more relaxed i know what's coming you know but i'm just trying to be a leader right now um the heat yeah everybody hates the heat but you know i gotta bow through it rajay we get asked a lot about because you and keaton are such known commodities at this point with all you've done on the field we get asked a lot about all right well who's next in line at at that running back spot and that's a battle going on right now right between camaro between gun uh between pop who uh returns from last year so a lot of talented guys behind you uh how have those guys looked through uh, a few days of fall camp you know pop you know pop kind of used to the to the playbook by now but um you know camaro you got gun you know you got um all the new guys that came in and emo and all of them and they took the role and then you know paid attention in meetings writing stuff down you know, it's kind of impressive that they're getting the playbook down that fast, man. It just, you know, I'm proud of them guys. Rajay, how much does the playbook evolve? Again, you've been on the field playing a lot the last couple of years. How much does Coach Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick add to it? And, you know, how many new wrinkles do you see uh, every year? And, and how much new stuff do you have to learn this year? So we have, we have installs from, like, every day in camp. So it's always new wrinkles, always new stuff that we have to do, so – you know, me and Keith always have to go back and, you know, study with the young guys because it's some stuff that we don't know. So it's always good to go back and look over the information again and, you know, reinstall it inside your brain. So it's always good to really, you know, lock it back in. And Rajay, they'll use you in a number of ways. That includes catching the football, which is something you've done good during your career uh, thus far. Last year, 24 catches, 162 yards, and a touchdown. We saw a one-hander or two mixed in there. So I know that's something you take uh, pride in, right, catching the football, and, and that's a big part of this offense. Yes, most definitely. If I drop a ball at practice, Coach Foster know I do five, I do ten push-ups. You know, I try not to drop balls at practice, and I, I've always been like that. Um, I had a receiver in high school. Had a receiver in high school, man. He he was a baller a receiver. So um, when he dropped passes, he'd do push-ups. So when I was younger, coming up as a freshman in high school, I seen it and I looked up to that. So I still I still follow that trait to this day. Well, hopefully you're not doing too many push-ups out there then, right? Oh, nah. I'm not doing too many push-ups. <laughs> uh, we had uh, some folks out there from Pirate Radio taking pictures last week, and uh, and Jenny was out there, and she got a big kick out of Chris Foster wearing a boxing glove, uh, trying to knock the ball out. You guys do a lot of creative things when it comes to ball security. So uh, how about that, Rajay? I know the, the coaches really put a premium on uh, taking care of the football, right? <laughs> Yes, most definitely. Uh, ever since that we done started started stuff like that with Coach Foster, boxing gloves, uh, new drills, you know, the fumbling has went down. Um, you know, my freshman year, I fumbled a lot. Uh, I struggled with holding the ball, but, you know, last year I fumbled once. Um, trying to eliminate that this year with no fumbles, but, you know, stuff like that just helped people mentally, you know, on the field and just to let you know, like, I am not going to drop this ball. Rajay Harris joining us. Rajay, you know, how physical is it right now 
at camp and and when will that start to ramp up i know you got a scrimmage coming up uh this saturday so when does the the physical part of it begin mm, tomorrow really tomorrow's full pass tomorrow he told us today that uh we have a couple live periods so uh you know tomorrow is really the physical day but don't get me wrong we still practice physical you know no matter if we have you know shells on or just helmets you know some guys get out there I've heard people say, it, maybe even you, but the, the, the offensive guys, running backs, will say that you can't really get into a game until you get popped one good time. Is that kind of how you are? I mean, you embrace the the physicality of the game, so uh, you kind of like it, right? You like getting hit a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, I want to say I like it. <laughs> you know, uh, I like contact. You know, I'm kind of, you know, I, I, I like that. You know, safety come down here and pop me one time. You know, I'm coming back next play. And uh, we're going to see about that. You know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm just a very aggressive player. That's how I play the game. You know, that's how I try to teach the young guys to play. You know, you take the physicality of them. You don't let them bring it to you. Yeah, you like dishing it out. Did you uh, did you play on the defensive side at all in high school, Rajay, or are you always on the offensive side? No, nah, I never played defense. I wanted to play defense, but uh, no, nah, I didn't play no defense. <laughs> Too important to, uh, to the team running the football, I guess. <laughs> Rajay Harris joining us. Uh, go ahead, Rajay. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Rajay joining us. Uh, so uh, how about the second week of fall camp? You mentioned pads coming up. Anything else you're you're looking forward to? What, what do you want to get better at this week of practice? Um, this week at practice, you know, um, I want to be a kind of better leader. You know, a better leader all across the board because I know this second week is probably going to be the worst week of camp. People are thinking, like, damn, we got two more weeks. We got we got this, we got that. Now let's take it day by day. Let's chase that 1%. Let's get better today instead of thinking about tomorrow or next week. Let's just get better today. So just being a better leader. 1%, that's uh, his motto. That's what he lives by. Rajay Harris joining us. Rajay, how about uh, the defensive side of the ball? Uh, it, it, Mike Houston really said – you know, he was asked last Wednesday, you know, who came out ready to go. I think he started with you and Keaton, so that's a good thing. But really said all the veterans. He was very pleased with how everybody come out, came out day one, kind of rearing to go. And uh, that's, that's a good sign of a mature football team, a hungry football team. So uh, I'm, you were part of that. How, how was that experience for you? Yeah, it was just, like I said, it's my third camp. So I'm kind of I'm kind of more experienced side of, but, you know, you got leaders on each side. You got, uh, you know, holding the offense, kind of leading the offense, kind of, you know, keeping us going, you know, every day, even if we're tired. And you got Xavier and Miles on the defensive side. And they done been there. They done done that. You know, they, they going into their fourth, fifth year. And it's like, you know, the defense looking so complete over there just because we got more leaders, more people that standing up, helping, you know, the young guys or even the old guys just to be in the right direction. Rajay, joining us, we talked last week about your diet, and that was a topic uh, over the weekend on Saturday as well. Uh, I don't know. Do you feel any different? Do you feel any lighter at all uh, coming into this year? Yes, I do, uh, especially until my cuts. Uh, you know, I got in a little trouble today with our nutritionist. Uh, she said I didn't shout her out, but <laughs> you know, just big shout-out to, you know, everybody that helped me, you know, because, you know, I'm watching film another day. He pulled up a clip from last year and you could tell like you know it took me a couple more steps last year to make that cut make that stick so now it's like i'm coming into you know just taking one step to stick and you know you can see a difference i can feel a difference 
man, it's just a great feeling. I'm now ready to go. Yeah, that's awesome. And to be a good football player, you got to be able to handle some constructive criticism. So, so how about that, Rajay? When a coach is on you, when you you yourself see it on film, you you know you can see something you need to improve on. I, it sounds like you're willing to take that. Has it always been that way for you? Is that something you got to kind of learn how to do as you get older? Hey man, big shout out to my pops. You know, it started it started with him. You got to always be coachable. You got to always listen because you know the coaches know more than you do. You know they here for a reason. They getting paid for a reason. So, you know, just, uh, you know, my pops used to always tell me just respect that people is trying to help you because you couldn't have coaches, you know. I've never had them. You can't have coaches let you just do wrong, do not say nothing. You know, since I've been here, all the coaches, you know, no matter if you're a starter, not a starter, you feel me, offense, defense, they're going to help you. They're going to guide you. So that's just a big blessing to them. That's awesome. Uh, Rajay Harris joining us. And, and I think on that same note, Rajay, I remember, and, and I'll tell you this, when you first started and you had a, a good game in your uh, your first game of your career, I said, man, I like this Harris kid, but I don't, that number 47, it doesn't look right. I don't know about it. And I think, I think you mentioned that that number has big significance to you. And after I heard that, I was like, all right, it's cool. But tell everybody uh, why you, you wear that 47. So 47 is the number worn by my pops and um in high school. You know, Pops was a four two guy, uh, you know, he was just very, very electric. But uh my pops had a had a daughter when he was in college and and, and left the game of football alone. But I'm gonna tell you why it's like a significant number for me. So in high school I was forty seven, um, balled out just like him. We had the similar stats. Came to college, I had a daughter, you know, I had a daughter or whatever. And um you know, thinking thinking about it, my pops had a daughter. So I'm thinking now, like, dang, man, this is, you feel me? It just keep on reappearing. Like, 47, I'm following my dad's footsteps. I'm only thinking my dad knows this, but my dad gave football up. So he was telling me, he was talking, he was talking. He was like, I can't, you can't give football up, you can't give football up. So the difference between me and pops, I didn't give up. And that's why he's a father. That's why he's telling me to this day that, you know, you no, know, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you because I'm following his footsteps. But I didn't. I didn't mess up. I didn't give up. You know, when that adversity came. So that 47 got a lot of reasons to it. But that's just one of them. Um, just shout out to Pops, man. Hardworking man. You know, every day uh, he might go in on weekends. He might work seven days out of the week. You know, and I'm seeing that as a kid. I understand it. But now, as I'm older, you know, I got little brothers. I'm trying to tell them that you know, Pops is a hardworking man. You feel me? Like, it just, man, it's crazy, man. And I just look back, and I can just see everything that he's have, he has done for us. And, you know, that, that 47, that's a big number in our family. holds a legacy because I'm telling you now, Pops, <laughs> he used to run that ball. And, you know, I'm just trying to live up to them expectations, man. Man, that uh, sounds like a great role model on and off the field uh, for you, Rajay. That's awesome sure. stuff, man. Rajay, uh sure. We'll let you uh, get back to work. I know you're pumped up. Uh, the first scrimmage coming up Saturday. So, I don't know. Is that going to be more for the young guys, or are you and Keaton going to get uh, some run on Saturday? What do you think? I want some runs. <laughs> I know you want some, but will the coaches let you? That's the question. That's the question. I don't know. Yeah, ask Coach Houston that. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. We'll try to get you a carrier, too, at least, right? A catcher, too, also. <laughs> Rajay, thanks for joining us, man. Keep up the good work, and uh, we'll get you back in studio here soon. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate y'all. Thank you, Rajay. Rajay Harris joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line inside the Delcor Players Lounge here 
on a monday and uh, gave you the story behind the number 47 got a lot of uh interesting things when it comes to numbers uh, george stringer uh told a story we'll try to get to that at some point on today's show about why he chose the number he chose so uh, these numbers are, are special uh to these college guys keaton mitchell by the way going to the uh the number two we'll talk to deuce uh coming up in hour number three also miles berry gonna join us inside the players lounge in the third hour of today's show but when we return we'll hear comments from mike houston as he met with the media on saturday give his thoughts on uh the first almost full week of ecu fall camp that's on the way when we return pirate radio live back with you after this listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back orthopedics east and sports medicine has been caring for pirate nation and the student athletes at ecu for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ecu Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock. Chandler Honeycutt, Shirley Rhodes, C.J. Schaefer here on a Monday. We have already had conversations with Holt Nailers, Xavier Smith, Rajay Harris inside the Delcor Players Lounge. Also, Kevin Monroe joined us here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. So if you are impatient and want to hear those segments now, you can do so on YouTube where you can rewind live while the show is on. Or uh, you can wait till it's all done, see it on Facebook or download it from uh, our podcast, Apple uh, also android it is available for you we've got more interviews to go we'll get to those uh, a little later on in hour three uh, but want to hear some mike houston comments from over the weekend first of all uh i feel like we haven't really officially welcomed everybody on the show yet we have been busy today surely as you know you've been oh, yeah. busy here all day uh-huh we were uh, we went out to Parker's, covered the Big Carolina three A four A. Got those videos popping up on our social media now. Good job, Chandler, on the video side of things. Thank you, Clip. I appreciate good it. Good work, uh, CJ. Good to see you here too today as well. And uh, once again, shout out to our team over the weekend covering East Carolina football practice on uh, Saturday. Got some nice pictures, video, and some audio from Mike Houston. So uh, let's hear that right now as Mike Houston gave his opening comments on Saturday second day in shells uh it's been a i mean we have pushed them it's been a challenging four days uh, to start camp which is what we wanted um i think we've seen a ton of good stuff uh we've had to you know coach our tails off on some stuff um you know one thing that's obvious is uh you know it's a bunch that competes uh it's a very aggressive team um and it's a it's a it's a bunch when you put something on it now they go at each other so uh, that's a good thing okay um, just have to remind them a little bit that, uh, you know, the second game day in September, you know, when, uh, on, the, on the first day in shells. So, uh, but, uh, you know, positive start. 
Uh, tomorrow we'll have a day off from practice. Uh, we'll have some film and some community, community engagement uh, and get some rest and treatment and uh, all that stuff and get ready to go on Monday. And Mike Houston there uh, talking about where the team is right now as far as uh, at this portion of camp and uh, the players sounds like they're ready to go for uh, for pads tomorrow. Uh, they are fired up for that. Uh, Mike Houston was also asked about the installation of the offense defense and now with so many veterans on the team has that gone smoother this year compared to years past? Well, I, yeah, probably so because now we've we've piled a lot in there in uh, in four days. I mean, we've got a lot of stuff in both sides of the ball. Um, and, you know, with the first unit, you know, there, it's pretty smooth. Uh, now, you, there's obviously wrinkles, uh, the new receivers, uh, you know, stuff we still got to iron out. But uh, we've thrown a lot at them in four days. All right. Uh, Jalen Johnson, a receiver that folks are excited about. He had the uh, highlight catch, I believe, this weekend that was shown on social media. One-hander, Moss and the guy. Uh, talked about his uh, getting healthy and uh, the player he is. Cut three, Charlie. Well, he's made several plays uh, the first four days. Um, I think he's making the contested catches uh, much better right now than he did in the spring. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with uh, being healthy. Uh, but I think he's ran really well. Um, now, all of them are a little dead today. I mean, it, we had some heat there the first two days. It looked, cooled off a little bit yesterday, but we had the heat back this morning. So uh, all of them are a little dead-legged. But, uh, but I think he's, he's had a good start to camp. All right, uh, anything surprise you during camp? Mike Houston was asked that on Saturday. Here was his response. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've pretty, had pretty high expectations coming into camp, and I think that uh, we've, we've met a lot of those. Um, you know, just standing up here, I think that, uh, you know, the backs are exactly what I said that the first day. I mean, after two days in pads, they're exactly what I expected them to be, you know, going into this year. Um, I think our offensive line had a good day today. Uh, now, yesterday they kind of got dotted a little bit in our first kind of competitive, uh, you know, uh, competition situation, you know, run, play, action, pass deal. I mean, the defense, but I mean, I'm telling you, that defense is pretty salty. You know, all those guys are back. They play with an edge to them, a lot of energy. Uh, they like to run and hit. They feed off each other. So uh, it's, it's going to be good. I mean, that's why I told him, I said, when we, go, when we go good on good out there, you're not going against chopped meat over there on the other side of the football. So, you know, you're going to improve, and we need each other. And that's, that's one thing we focused on today is, you know, we had a po- some pod work where it's basically live O-line versus D-line, uh, you know, half-line kind of stuff. Uh, and, you know, those D-linemen, they need that double team. They need to get, you know, holding off that double team, not getting knocked off the ball. The offensive line, they need that, you know, fight from the defense. So, I think there's just so many positives, you know, the first four days of practice. All right, Mike Houston there. He was also asked about his expectations coming out of camp. Well, I expect it to look like a good football team. I mean, that first scrimmage next Saturday, I expect us to, you know, be clicking with those first units. Um, it's you got too much experience, uh, too many guys are too committed to not go out there and, uh, and, and look really, really good. Uh, and that's now both sides of the ball. That's not just one side. So, uh, I expect us to be a good football team. All right, Mike Houston was asked, uh, will he keep the Rajay-Keaton combo going or mix some other guys in as well at running back? Well, you know, the competition right now is for who's the third back. Uh, there's no doubt we got two number ones, you know, so they'll take care of, you know, those carries right there. Um, and we're, we're trying to figure out who number three is. And, you know, honestly, it's, a, it's, it's probably a three-man competition right now. 
uh, and there's been some positives by all of them. All right, mentioned this earlier, just that how the need for a number three back to be in this offense, be ready to go week one, because what happened last year is it's outside of the norm to have two high-quality backs almost split the touches and stay healthy all year just kind of unheard of in the game of football so mike houston was asked about uh how key it is to have a third running back in this offense i mean we were very fortunate last year i mean it's you know we went through the year you know basically playing two backs you know i I have not done that very often so i mean we've had years where that third back ended up being your leading rusher so um you know we got to have somebody step up and come through out there and and they will you know somebody's going to rise to the top during camp all right, Mike Houston was asked, are you looking for the third back to catch passes out of the backfield? Somebody to run the offense. You know, we do a little bit of everything with our backs. But, the, you know, whoever that third guy is, we can tailor, you know, what we do to him. You know, Rajay and Keaton do such a great job of catching the ball out of the backfield in addition to running the ball um, that, uh, you know, you can do a lot with those two. All right, uh, let's go to Mike Houston 10. Shirley, uh, he was asked, with all the attention of Ryan Jones, does that add a chip to the shoulder of Shane Calhoun? Probably. I mean, and, and I've talked to both of them, and I've talked in particular to Shane. Shane is a dang good football player. Shane is going to be one of the better tight ends in this league before he leaves East Carolina. He's going to be a very good player for us this year. Uh, I think he's improved over what he was last year. He had a huge catch. We had a third down competition at the end of practice where it's a, kind of a one-play deal. We had five shots. The winner's best three out of five. You know, the first first play, you know, he's running a stick route, and he's got a safety bearing down on him. He's got a linebacker coming at him. He knows he's going to get hit. Okay, so tough catch. He makes the catch, makes the first down. So he's a veteran guy, even though he's still got multiple years of, of uh, eligibility left. Um, but he, he's a good football player. All right, uh, Chandler Shane Calhoun. I don't know the right word, but is he the most underrated, unheralded, unappreciated? Whatever. We don't talk about him a lot. No, it, rightfully so, because you got a guy in Ryan Jones who does it all uh, for East Carolina, can line up as, as a tight end, can uh, line up in the slot. But Shane Calhoun, we've heard it many times from Mike Houston, do not count out Shane Calhoun. And I hope there is a chip on that guy's shoulder because maybe Ryan Jones can kind of blindside defenses with Shane Calhoun and uh, he can have a big year uh, alongside Ryan Jones. Mike Houston was asked his expectations from Holt Naylor's in his final year at quarterback. Well, I just I want him to go out and just kind of play, you know, without a whole lot of weight on his shoulders. Uh, expect him to go out and lead us. Um, you know, I wish him all the success in the world. Uh, I told him, I said, I hope you throw for 4,000 yards because if you do, we've had a great year. But uh, I don't want to sit here and put you know any kind of statistical measurements on him. I just hope he goes out, has fun, plays to the very best of his ability, and then enjoys this year with his teammates because you know if the loose and relaxed Holt Nailers is a darn good quarterback. All right, and uh, finally, Mike Houston was asked about with Bruce Bivens moving on. Also, Ram Sewer at the linebacker position have – Miles Berry and Xavier Smith uh, stepped up in their leadership roles. Well, I mean, that's, that's two guys that played a lot of ball. You know, they're both fifth-year seniors, so um, it's not like you're, you're trotting a rookie out there and then you, you, you throw Chance in there with us. Um, you know, it's, you got three guys that played a lot of snaps, so uh, we feel very good about the leadership on defense. All right, there is Mike Houston from Saturday. Is, uh sounds fired up about his football team. Absolutely, yeah, and a uh, good first week of fall camp and uh yeah it's the most i want to say it's the most relaxed the most exciting i have heard 
uh, Mike Houston coming into this, what, the fourth fall camp uh, for him uh, at the helm of East Carolina football. So very exciting times. And uh, before you know it, Clip, it'll be September 3rd, ECU versus NC State. Yeah, you just hope the guys keep that edge on them and they don't lax off. It almost seems like it's going too good right now and we're just going to hear Mike Houston explode one day and talk about how bad of a day they had. I mean, you have those And things. Mike Houston is not blowing smoke of, up our you-know-whats. He will tell us when there's a bad day of practice. Yeah. But I think these guys, it's a veteran group, and even some of these new guys that you bring in here uh, bring experience from their other schools. So, um, And you go back to one of the first, you know, first practices, the first spring, first summer, these guys really didn't know how to practice. But now these guys... Uh, are ready to go in week one and now they're starting uh, week two of fall camp and uh yeah very exciting times we were talking some uh returner i think last week and who will who will it be back there johnson johnson i uh, heard some talk of cj johnson getting in some work at kick return pump return uh i will ask keaton mitchell about his the chances he could be back there i can't wait to hear his answer that was a topic friday night on our uh twitter spaces as uh check us out we've been we've done it the last two fridays mike just trying to keep that rolling have a lot of fun answering questions also asking questions of you and the pirate nation if you're on twitter you can jump on with us and it's kind of like a live call-in radio show type of thing where you get control of the mic you can uh ask a question or talk about what you want to talk about give an answer so uh we've had some fun with that but we were going over like you know chris johnson return kicks for east carolina during Mm -hmm. his time here i was watching um the usc so yesterday ellerby had talked about the Derek jeter uh 30 for 30 Mm -hmm. which do we need like really eight episodes on it i thought it was a little much i've been watching it i caught up with it it's pretty good it's good mm-hmm. uh, jeter's jeter's awesome i hated him because he was a yankee i, I pulled for the underdogs responsible for two braves losses in the world Series. two yeah he beat the braves twice in the world series uh but then i was like huh what else have i not watched from the 30 for 30 i feel like i've seen them all and i never watched the one on usc and their uh little mini dynasty they had in the early to mid 2000s so i watched that and in the uh and it was a championship game but you know they had reggie bush they're all the heisman trophy winner back there returning kicks yeah so if he could do it can keep mitchell do it for east carolina i would think so and i would love for it to be so because i would love to be sitting in daddy ficklin stadium watching keep mitchell take one back uh with the hit with, with his speed but it's something we mentioned last week when we brought up this discussion you have to kind of put the risk factor in it because i mean he can get hurt on any return but if you're throwing a reggie bush out there if you're throwing right. a chris johnson out there that's my point exactly I, I get your point why not throw a keaton mitchell out mitchell out there and see how it does yeah talk to him uh coming up later on inside the players lounge we'll talk to miles berry when we return on pirate radio live shirley rhodes uh why don't we go ahead and open up the booty bag here on a monday Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right. 317-1250. Shirley, what do you want to give away on this Monday? Um, Let's see. Let's do a $10 gift card to Familia. All right. A $10 gift card to Familia. How do you say Familia and uh, Brian Kelly? Family. Uh, fi- family. Family. 
I'm here with my family. Take your family to Familia. 317-1250. What caller are you looking for? Seven. All right, caller seven. 317-1250. We're back inside the Delcor Players Lounge with Miles Berry right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. And congratulations to Jackie Hutcherson of Winterville. Picked up a $10 gift card to Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food, whether it's great New York-style pizzas, homemade meatballs, lasagna, chicken parm, or the delicious homemade desserts. Familia is a winning play every time. For dine-in or takeout, make Familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you inside Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday and back inside the Players' Lounge presented by Delcor. Delcor, trusted HVAC and plumbing contractor in eastern North Carolina for residential and businesses for over five decades when it comes to cooling, heating, and plumbing. You can always rely on the service professionals for any size job. Call 321-8868 or go to delcorinc.com. And Delcor, proud sponsor of the Players' Lounge, has have already had great conversations with Holt Naylor's, Xavier Smith, Rajay Harris. Earlier today, Troy D. and I caught up with Miles Berry, Pirate linebacker. Let's hear that conversation right now. All right, back inside the Delcor Players' Lounge. You're on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock, Troy D. here with East Carolina linebacker Miles Berry, who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Miles, appreciate your time once again. How you doing today, man? Most definitely. I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Absolutely. And, uh, Miles, you were a big hit with your uh, your interview last week, talking about how you're bilingual, your uh, your plans for off the football field, and you made some uh, some new fans, which is no no new thing for you, Miles, as uh, you've become a fan favorite here at East Carolina. And uh, I know that's something you appreciate, right, Miles? How does that make you feel when you got so many uh, fans of yourself, not just for what you do on the football field, but what you do off the field? Well, I mean, it feels amazing. You know, I, Pirate Nation is near and dear to my heart. Um, I've, I've worked a lot on and off the field. So just being able to connect with multiple different people, not just for football, but uh, for being bilingual and, and also my academics is, is a great thing. So I'm, I'm glad to have it. Miles is Troy. I think one of the things that, uh, you know, why the coaches always rave about you and why people kind of gravitate to you is just your positive attitude. Uh, you know, it's one thing to be – physical and a great athlete but your attitude is something that you know you can control and some people have good attitudes some people don't some people are positive some people are negative you're always upbeat you're always positive and i think uh that's something that says a lot about who you are with that being said we just talked to some of the other guys about this with camp now a lot of it's physical some of it's mental uh as you go into this final camp uh, how, how much of it is 
mental for you versus the physical part and which which part's toughest? Um, I would say I would say the mental aspect would probably be the toughest. Um physical aspect is hard too, you know, with me being a veteran and this is my fifth year, you know, it's it's taxing on my body, but really the mental aspect of it is biggest for me because I've been here, I've been in these situations before and just trying to show show the young guys, you know, how to operate and how to practice on a day-to-day basis and how to be consistent is the biggest thing. And I think consistency is more mental than it is physical. So so that's my biggest thing. And, and just being positive and being a positive guy is something that I strive for every day. You know, I don't take any moment for granted. And, and that's why I choose to be positive and, and just try to uplift everybody and and be a positive outlook for everybody on the team. Miles Berry joining us earlier. Miles, uh, Xavier said the young guys are coming along great, and uh, he said not to sound like an old head, but he was very proud of the younger guys, a middle linebacker uh, for East Carolina after one week. So give us a couple names. Who surprised you or who excited you, Miles, at that linebacker position that that maybe we're not familiar with? Well, Taylor Jackson is always – I've I've been working hand in hand with him. He he plays Will linebacker also. So just we've been grinding all summer uh, on and off the field, just in the playbook. So so he sticks out to me. Also, uh, Mike Edwards, transfer guy, young guy. He came from uh, Georgia Southern, I believe, um, and and he's been molding greatly into the defense. Also, Chance Bates. He's an older guy, veteran, fifth year guy, but he transferred from Kennesaw State. He's been molding greatly into the defense and and also been a positive guy in on the defensive side. Um, also, Jamari, uh, I forgot his last name right now, but Jamari is a young guy. He he's learning the ropes and and trying to figure everything out. But he's been positive and and he's been playing very well. So those are just off the top of my head. Also, Jacoby Simpson. Jacoby Simpson isn't necessarily a young guy, but but he's been playing at a very high level also. So. Really, really across the board in the linebacker room, we've been just trying to uh, better ourselves and 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 improve each other. And and we're we're not, you know, we take a lot of constructive criticism and we're not settling for less. So really across the board, man, we're we've been getting at it in the first week. A lot of names there, and and by the way, easy to remember Jamari's last name. He's young, uh, Miles, so that's his last name, Jamari Young. He is young. <laughs> uh, and and Miles, hearing you say that, man, we've talked O line, D line, this coaching staff, and you've been here, you've seen it, has really added depth and a lot of talent to this roster. It sounds like linebacker could be one of those positions this year where we see a lot of guys rotating in and out. Is that something maybe you're anticipating uh, for this season? Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And and just across the board, I know last year we we saw a lot of rotation and now we have the depth to be able to rotate a lot of guys and just to be fresh for all four quarters. I think that's the main thing that was lacking in, in my first couple years, like first three years here at ECU, we didn't have the depth to rotate. So around the fourth quarter, we didn't have the, the physical uh, stability and, and physical endurance to be able to last in those games. But now we're we're our two deep is so strong, our three deep is so strong that we're able to rotate guys. So we're fresh throughout the whole game. So the first quarter looks the same as the fourth quarter, and I think that's that's what will give us the biggest advantage to this year um, on offense and the defensive side. 
Miles, take us through the week coming up because I know you know last week was the hey let's get acquainted let's ease the guys into it and uh, now week two it gets real you know this is the big install week and as you lead into the mm-hmm. first scrimmage of the year this is this is a big week here week two of uh, preseason camp uh, what what's going to be going on the rest of the week for you guys? Well, yeah, the first week, like you said, is the acclimatization week. You know, physically, uh, we're trying to get used to the heat, get used to the humidity of everything, and just getting used to playing football and, and those practice habits. So now week two, our body is pretty much adjusted. Week two is more mental. we putting a lot of plays in, a lot of different coverages, a lot of different defenses in. So it's, it's more the, the mental test of being able to switch different responsibilities, switch different alignments, and be able to operate um this week you know week two is a longer week you know we go monday through saturday saturday is a scrimmage day so the big emphasis this week is not only on the mental side but making sure we're taking care of our bodies that's big because you want to put great film on tape for the scrimmage saturday but you also have to you know put great film throughout the week and and be consistent so so the biggest thing that especially we're telling the young guys is make sure you get in the training room because it's a long week, and make sure you get in that playbook because we're putting a lot of defenses in, a lot of install, and you don't want to forget day one install from last week because you're putting in new stuff in. So just uh, the mental aspect and the physical aspect to be consistent and, and go into the scrimmage Saturday very strong. Miles Berry joining us. Miles, you, you mentioned there getting in the – you know the film work getting in the playbook so how do you balance kind of off time because sometimes your off time means all right you still got to work you still got to do football related things so how do you balance it where it's not too much for you where you can do a few things off the field but also make sure you get your work in i guess as a veteran you, you know how to balance that now so so how do you go about doing that well, really, you know, by the time we, we shower and get off the field uh, after practice, it's usually around 12, so just get in. My my schedule, personally, is I get in, I eat, make sure I eat a, eat a good meal, a big meal, so I'm, I'm putting those, because uh, you lose weight off the field, on the field, so you make sure off the field that you have to gain that weight back. Uh, but after that, I get in the cold tub, I make sure I get in the cold tub around 20 minutes and then get in the hot tub. Uh, and that, that makes my body feel so much more refreshed. After that, I'll look over the practice. Now it's about, you know, 115-ish, 120. I'll look over the practice, just uh, slightly uh, breeze over it and skim through it, skim through it, and just see some adjustments that need to be made from the practice earlier. And then around that time, it's around 130, 145. I'm, I'm getting ready to take a nap. Um, right now, I'm in the study hall room. I have me a little cozy cozy little spot in the study hall room so uh get get me a good nap in really i need a good hour hour and a half if i get a good hour hour and a half in, i'm, I'm pretty much refreshed and then by that time it's around 3 30 uh and then we're getting ready for a four o'clock team meeting and for the four o'clock team meeting we're in our seats by 3 45 uh and then and then we we were about to finish the day four o'clock we team meeting special teams meet position meet and then we go over the film again as an entire defense and as an entire position group. And that's how you move forward. You mentioned the uh, hot tub, which I could definitely get used to. But that cold tub is something that I, I just don't know mentally. Like, I can't even stand a cold shower. How do you prepare yourself? And I know it works. I mean, I know if you can do it, it's great for your body. But how do you, get, how do you ever get used to that? I just don't know if I could do it. Really, I mean, even me, I'm a fifth-year guy, and, and I have to really talk myself into getting into it sometimes. So I make sure I have my headphones in. I might put on a, 
a, a turn or a up tempo song. So it kind of takes my mind off of it. You just got to get in. You just got to get in and just sit in. And once that initial shock hits you, uh, around two minutes later, your your body gets adjusted to it. But it's just the initial shock that hits your body. But I'm telling you, after you get out of the cold tub and then get in the hot tub, your body just feels so much better. And that's what you need to be able to practice and be consistent um, and stay healthy. You you need the cold tub and hot tub. So it's a it's a mental thing. But once you put that music on and just and just get in. You'll feel good. <laughs> Just curious, how long do you stay in the cold tub, and then how long do you get do the hot tub for? I usually I usually do fifteen to twenty minutes each, uh, so around fifteen twenty in the ice tub, and then I might go a little longer in the hot tub just because it feels so good. You know, the hot tub, especially when we have these jets, um, these jets in the hot tub that that kind of push the push the water and, and onto your back and onto your legs, so it's kind of like you're getting massaged while being in the hot tub. So I might stay in there twenty to twenty five minutes, and then after that, once once I feel good, I'm I'm ready for a good old nap. After that, <laughs> no, you're making me sleepy just talking about. It. I was just yeah, thinking about that. I'm ready for a good old nap after that, and I'm a I'm gonna take a great nap after this phone call. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Miles Berry joining us. Miles, great to have staff continuity with coach dallas coach scott um uh, coach uh steve ellis and and roy tesh trip weaver on the defensive side but how much uh, is it an advantage to have your defensive coordinator be your position coach i mean you're around blake carroll a whole lot i would imagine how how nice is that to not only talk about your position but talk about the defense as a whole with your coach it's a it's, it's really a beautiful thing and i'm and i'm so thankful for it because not only am i getting coached up on my position but since he's a defensive coordinator, he's looking at everything from a full defensive standpoint. And now since we're year three in the defense, I know me personally and also Xavier Smith, we're able to look at the corrections for not only the linebackers, but also the safeties, also the D line and also the corners. So I really I really learned the whole defense, not just my position. And and me and, and Coach Hara, we work hand in hand and, and we talk through different scenarios and different cheats and and he listens to us also. You know, if, if I see something and I don't really like the look or if I see a signal and I, I feel like, you know, we can change this signal into something else to make the defense simpler, you know, he, he listens. So just being able to have that one-on-one with him and, and um, him, like I said, not only being my linebacker coach but being the defensive coordinator, it's a great thing and I don't take it for granted. And it's a blessing to have him. Miles Berry joining us earlier today. Miles Troy D and I were at Parker's Barbecue for the Big Carolina 3A 4A uh, Media Day for high school football, which is coming up next Friday. Believe it or not, just one more Friday without high school football. So, when you think back to your Friday night lights days, uh, Miles, what I don't know any moments, any plays, any memories, any victories uh, come to mind for you? Well, definitely uh, off the top of my head, just winning the state championship. You know, uh, on NC State's field. That was the first time playing on their field and, and just winning the state championship in 2016 was a beautiful moment. Uh, I, I love those guys, still talk to those guys to, the, to this day. Uh, but rivalries, I'll say the Page and Dudley games, 2016 and 2017, were, were huge games, you know, brought the whole city out, east side of Greensboro versus the west side of Greensboro in a sense. Uh, but but Friday nights, Dudley uh, under the lights was, was definitely a – definitely a, a great moment and, and I cherish those days and I miss those days sometimes because you know playing 
it's different playing in college, you, you know, because you're playing for, you know, the city and playing for the school. But in high school, you know, you're playing for your classmates and you see them and, and coming in, coming in Fridays with, with your jersey on and everybody knowing it's game day. It's, it's a beautiful thing. So definitely miss those days and miss those memories sometimes. But I would love to, uh, when I finish this season, be able to hit some of those Friday night games next year and uh, re- kind of relive those moments. So looking forward to that. Miles, before I let you go, uh, you know, when I'm out and about in the community, a lot of there's a lot of buzz about ECU football, especially this time of year. A lot of excitement building to that September 3rd kickoff with NC State here in Greenville. Yes, sir. Uh, that's what people are talking about that I run into. What about you? You know, you're, you're rolling with your teammates all the time. When you guys are doing media and just hanging with yourselves and the coaches aren't around, what, what are you guys talking about? Uh, well, you know, we're talking about the game, but, you know, we, we love talking about whatever is current events. You know, we, we play pool and we have the video games and different consoles and the players lounge. So when we're not, you know, in meetings and thinking about football, we're really just thinking about everything else. You know, if, if, if some nice shoes or nice sneakers are dropping, you know, we're looking at the different drops on, on the sneakers apps and, and different things like that. We're looking at like I said, different video games, and we're playing games and talking junk. We also have a pool table in our players' lounge, so we're playing pool and, and just always competing, you know. But but really, we're just relaxing and enjoying each other's company and and uh, really just looking out for each other and, and really increasing that brotherhood and building that bond uh, separate from football, you know, because football takes up so much of our time. So we make sure that when we're not – thinking about football and meetings that we're there for each other and, and really learning about each other and bonding. So that's that's the main thing we focus on. Miles Berry joining us today on the Delcor Players Lounge. Miles, uh, great to catch up with you, man. Good luck this second week sure. of uh, fall camp and uh, got a scrimmage coming up. I know you uh, you guys are excited about that coming up Saturday. Right, yeah, ready to ready to go live and, and, and do some like live live tempos and live periods really to – to bring bring real football back you know so looking forward to that but thanks for having me again and i, I look forward to our next chat yeah miles uh, real quick keaton mitchell said he's gonna be even faster this year are you fast enough to try and track him down oh yeah i'm, I'm definitely i when he increases his speed i increase my speed so we definitely go at it every day in practice and and i love going against him you know he's one of the best running backs in the nation so uh, that only elevates my game to be one of the best linebackers in the nation. Has, has he gotten faster to you? He has definitely, yeah, he has definitely gotten faster. But I've gotten faster too. So, so I love, I love competing against him. And, and when he breaks one, trust me, you'll see it. You'll see it. Miles Berry joining us. Great yeah. stuff, Miles. Awesome, man. Enjoy it, man. Yeah, and enjoy that nap. You've earned it. Yeah. Oh, oh, trust me, I will. I will. Good uh, talking to y'all, man. You too. We'll talk again next week. Stay safe, man. Okay. All right. Take care. Miles Berry joining Troy D and I inside the Players Lounge. Great guy, and uh, sounds like uh, enjoying his time here uh, with ECU Fall Camp. Chandler is uh, that's kind of been the sense from all these guys. It's there's not a lot of dread or complaint about the heat. They all sound excited, ready to go. They're ready to go. And as soon as you guys brought up the uh, scrimmage coming up on Saturday, you can just tell he's very excited about that. Everybody's excited about that, especially all eight players here in the Delcor Players Lounge. John Moody on Twitter says, Miles sounds like he just finished a seven-year NFL career and now has a family and is a successful realtor in the Triangle. <laughs> he is a, he, a grown A man. And at sure. the end of this season, he will be finishing a five-year career 
here at East Carolina. He's yeah. a seasoned vet and uh, has seen the ups and downs of this football program, and hopefully he's going to end it on a high note. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and wrap it up with Keaton Mitchell, who came by the Pirate Radio studios earlier today. You'll hear that when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Uh, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. One more to go in our Players Lounge here on this Monday. And by the way, uh, might have some guys pop in later on this week. So more player interviews to go this week inside the Delcor Players Lounge. It's uh, time to hear from Keith Mitchell. And earlier today, I was uh, texting Keaton, calling Keaton, uh, trying to get up with him to get him on the show. And I said, uh, hey, man, you got a couple minutes to chat with us. And he said, yeah, I just pulled into the parking lot. He is so fast that from the time I called to, you know, the time he answered and by, by the end of our conversation, he was here in studio and he didn't drive he ran no he just ran here it's un- <laughs> he ran from the Wards, uh, medicine building so we had him uh, inside the pirate radio studios so surely let's hear that convo right now all right back inside the delcor players lounge keaton mitchell joining us on this monday edition of pirate radio live keaton how you doing man i'm doing great great day you got a smile on your face so uh Sorry. you've been handling the first week of camp all right everything oh, yeah. been going good yeah it's smooth we ain't really do too much contact well we've been doing thug but like we start going live tomorrow, full pad, so I'm just chilling right now. Full pad Tuesday coming up. Yes, uh, saw pictures last week, talked about this with Rajay, but uh, Coach Foster's got the boxing glove on. Oh, yeah. Y'all do a lot of different things for, for ball security, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He got the boxing glove. Man, if you've seen him in person, you know he he's strong. So it's, <laughs> when he hit, it's, you got to hold tight for real. So, yeah, that's good. You've been doing uh, a good job with the security part of it? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. No fumbles yet for me, all right. Also, you made a, uh, a claim Saturday. You got even faster. Oh, yes, sir. Is that uh, is that scientific? Like, is that on paper proven, or is that just in your, your mind? Proven. Ask, ask <laughs> the guys out there. They know. Uh, Miles Berry said he got faster, too. Oh, yeah. plans yeah, on chasing yeah. you down. Oh, yeah. Maybe in the scrimmage Saturday. He, nah, he ain't going to chase me down, but he got faster, though, yeah. He looked good out there. And what's it like, Keaton, to see the entire team improving? And, and you know, it goes from your side of the ball to the defense iron sharpens iron that's the phrase is that something you see out there every day yes sir you know we go at it every day uh seeing them seeing them uh improve their game seeing us improve our game like we just pushing each other pushing each other to get better you know so it's good to see how about as far as the playbook goes knowing the plays you know how many added wrinkles has coach Kirkpatrick, coach houston added uh for this season you got some some new stuff you haven't done in the oh, past yeah, we we got we put a little new plays in just working those seeing what's what's gonna be there this year what's not see what we can do 
seeing what the wide receivers, because, you know, we got a new squad. Uh, so if they can do it, then we're going to put it in. So, yeah. We saw some uh, some highlights from some of those new receivers. What's uh, How are Winstead and Johnson and uh, Garner from Duke? How's all the new guys fitting in with you guys right oh, yeah. now? Yeah, they look good. I ain't going to lie. They blocking on the perimeter, going to get the up balls, going to get the post. So, I love to see it. I love to see that we got a passing game going. That's really good. You know, CJ, he doing his thing like always. So, yeah, we look good out there. Has CJ come back strong? Uh, oh, he yeah, was yeah, away yeah. from the team for a little while. Oh, yeah, he come back strong, you know, like he ain't miss a beat. Like, if the ball in his area, he he grabbing it. You know, his hands is for sure. So, glad to see CJ on the same page as we all are. We were having a conversation last week about kick return and, you know, do you put your, your best, your fastest guy back there and, or do you not want to risk it? So, are you involved at all on any of the special teams right oh, yes, now? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm working. Like, we ain't put kick return in yet, but, you know, I'm on uh, kickoff right now. Yeah, so looking good to hit somebody okay <laughs> all right yeah you like that part of it oh yes, Little sir. Contact? yes, sir. yes sir. and we talked last week that you're known for for scooting down the sidelines away from folks but yes, you, you hit a safety if you got to oh, a yeah, linebacker. Yeah, yeah yeah of course you know hitting ain't no problem to me uh we were just working drills today uh i surprised coach weaver so yeah so he liked me at the kickoff you know what i'm saying so that's uh that's cool i was watching a uh usc documentary about their run in the early 2000s and in that national championship they had reggie bush back there doing oh, yeah. kick return one yeah. of the most electric guys of all time yeah because we were showing some videos of uh ezekiel elliott on, uh kickoff so <laughs> yeah running backs you know we all just run the ball you know we be everywhere so and how about that the the blocking part of it, the pass protection part of it how much uh you know pride do you take in that oh it's going good uh i take a lot of pride in that you know you got to be able to protect your quarterback uh protect uh so that the right receiver can get a chance to get the ball so yeah i take a lot of pride in pass protection so yeah we were talking about the plays earlier every week do you go in you always talk about like the scripted plays that first drive and everything oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But how often during a game are you looking for a specific look? And sometimes it don't come till like the third quarter, or the fourth quarter. But is that a thing where you're like, when they do this, we're, we're doing this type of thing? Uh, you know, we got a little checks here and there, uh, audibles. Uh, if we if we see some um, during the first drive, we'll tell Coach Foster like, look, they doing this. So could we do it like the next go around? So yeah, just knowing what the defense doing, why you in the game, that's something you got to do. So. Yeah, and with a veteran offense, with holding a quarterback, yeah. you and Raja, the coaches probably listen to you, right? Oh yes, sir, yes sir. Yeah, of so you got good communication during yes, the game with those guys. Yes, sir. Uh, Keaton Mitchell joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. Uh, so, Keaton, what what's important this week for you? Uh, let's go personally first, but also the team as far as improvement. What's going to be a, a big deal this week when you go full pads? Uh, when we go full pads, just showing the um, young guys how we do, how the speed going to be with full pads, how they're going to be hitting, um, just being a leader in all aspects of the game. Um, and, yeah, that's that's really it, just being a leader and letting the young guys know this is what we got to do this week, protect yourself, take care of your body on and off the field. So, yeah. How much are they saying hydrate, hydrate, all that stuff? Oh, my stuff? God. Every <laughs> every minute. You know, people out there catching cramps during during practice and after practice. Uh, so you had yeah, one yet? Oh, no, no, sir. I take care of my body pretty good. <laughs> good to hear. Good to hear. Because <laughs> that's, I mean, that's important. I remember, uh, you know, doing high school games that first Friday night of the year. Those poor guys, oh, man, yeah, are cramping yeah. up every play. Yeah, you got to hydrate. You got to hydrate. Take a little salt, put some salt on your food. 
make sure you don't crap up so yeah okay you know the tips and tricks and everything yeah. what uh so what's the rest of your uh monday looking like you got any more football stuff to do or is it all oh yeah we got a couple of meetings then we do a little walk through protect uh perfect some things and uh, we got some more meetings but mostly taking care of my bodies when we're not doing those things like getting in the training room getting in the ice tub and things like that how do you stay engaged in the meetings it's a lot of meetings how do you not get bored how do you not let your brain float off how do you you stay locked into those things oh for me Cole Foster now I gotta have me a piece of candy right there so. okay but nah uh, like <laughs> just looking at things on your own just looking at like what's gonna be there while we watching film like if you not in like if raw in on the screen like I see some things that uh some tendencies that the defense doing and yeah that's just staying awake for real NC State, uh, the coaches poll came out today, ranked 13th in the nation when they roll in here. Okay, that mean okay. anything to you? No, nah, it don't. Nothing Not at, at all. all. Doesn't Not matter. They're just another team on the yeah, schedule. I ain't even know nothing about that. <laughs> okay, just well, focus on on the team and what we got to do. Right. And uh, how about the young guys behind you? Uh, who who uh, stepped up week one of practice at the in the running back room? All of them did. Really, all of them surprised me. They uh, listening. Actually, like you know, some guys don't listen, but this group of guys they listening to me and Rob uh, taking uh, coaching and doing what they got to do uh, off the field, like perfecting uh looking at the signals getting all the plays and they're doing a great job with that so i'm proud of them and i guess uh looking back when you first got here darius Penix was still on the roster i yes, believe sir. right so who was he who were the guys that were were in your role now like who were you asking questions to and uh, things i was like asking that? questions to uh dp darius Penix, um chase uh trace um and that's really it and then me and rob we just work on our own off the field like yeah we got to watch film together. We'll do that. Getting a playbook together. We'll do that. Well, that's kind of a big change, right? Because yes, there weren't too many veterans on yeah, that team. Yeah. And now y'all have gotten old together. Oh, kinda. yeah. Yes, sir. So we just helping everybody. Like, shoot, I was telling the wide receiver what, what to do today at practice. <laughs> and, you know, just helping um, helping everybody where I can uh, give help. So You got a long career ahead of you, but oh, yes, is coaching sir. in your future uh, many years? It, it sounds like be. you're already doing it. It might be. It might be. <laughs> Keaton Mitchell joining us. Uh, the Hall of Fame game was Thursday night, so we had one p- football game to watch. Did you oh, watch yeah. any of that? No, I didn't. I went to sleep. <laughs> well, that's probably good. Are you a fan, like, on Sunday? Well, y'all practice on Sundays, right? Yes, sir. So how much football do you watch when you're not playing football? Um, you don't get a chance to watch too yeah. much, I guess. I try sometimes if I could fit in there, like, watch watch the football and watch film at the same time. So Or What's... look look at the game and seeing what they doing right so yeah what's your uh you watch basketball anything else what's your favorite sport to watch uh on other TV? than football yeah uh, i watch some basketball here yeah and there. yeah and ecu baseball oh yeah ECU baseball. <laughs> good deal uh keith mitchell joining us all right uh did you play madden at all uh no nah, i play 2k basketball yeah oh so you don't play the football video game sometimes who's it's your cheap. uh who's your running back or your team if you play uh if i play madden I use the Chargers. Okay. Yeah. They got yeah. Austin Eckler back there catching yep. balls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Who's your 2K team who you like to play with? The Hornets. Okay. All right. Yeah. You a fan? Mm, probably nah. not a fan. You like LaMelo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, he's a smooth guy. I hope the Hornets will be good one day. Oh, it yeah. ain't happening uh, here <laughs> lately, though. All right, Keaton. Well, thanks for joining us, man, and uh, good luck this week, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. No problem. Thank you. All right. The speedster, Keaton Mitchell, joining us. Charlotte Hornets? Let's go, Keaton. Yeah, not quite a fan. Not a fan, but maybe they can win a few. He'll be back uh, fully on board. 
All right, that does it for the Delcor Players Lounge here on a Monday. Still might talk to a few of the Pirate players uh, later on this week, so stay tuned for that. And uh, all the rest of the ECU football talk, high school football talk, NFL. We are rocking and rolling here August the 8th. One day closer to Pirate football. We're pumped up about it for Shirley Rhodes. CJ Schaefer and the Chan Man. I am Clip Brock. That's it for this Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll be back with you Tuesday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of PRL. We will talk to you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.